happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm in Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, man? What's up? Also joining me this evening, Hudson. What's up? What's up, Johnny? Good to be here. Right on. And down in the dungeon, taking notes, it is Grognak. Hello, sir. Back for 7B. <laughs> yes. And special guest this evening, all the way from the internet, our friend BattleBot. What's up, man? Hello. What's going on, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. I just uh, I just started my new uh, career as a an electrician. Outstanding. This yeah. pleases me. Nice. Yes. I'm becoming more uh, more like Johnny Monoxide every day. Not, well. You're already a lot taller than me, so you don't have to work on the short part. <laughs> but uh, cool, man. Well, That's you know, awesome. It just, it just yeah. runs into the the age old adage that you know all of us here are just personality fragments of Johnny Monoxide. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Anyways, um, yeah, man, we are we are. I can't believe we're already like into the second half of the second season or I mean a seventh second season, seventh season. Good Lord. We do a lot of shows, but oh, it feels weird. I know. I know. Uh, I was listening to, um, actually I wasn't listening to, I was told about something that we did back in season one. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. That was this particular show. And the guy I was talking to was like, I went back to the archive and listened. And so I went back to the archive and listened and I was wrong about something on my own show, <laughs> but wow. that's embarrassing. What was it? Uh, we were talking about uh, the Pizzagate and the um, uh, who was on the Pizzagate episode, and it ended up that the people that I was talking about that were on the Pizzagate episode were actually on the uh, Spirit Cooking episode. So eh, it's all related. Yeah, the chairman and the pay pig's wife. Really? You know what I'm yeah. So anyway, um, but. Yeah, we were talking about Pizzagate, man, and because Pizzagate's back, you know. I mean, people have been talking about Pizzagate over the past couple of weeks, anyways. You know, I mean, yeah. Apparently, the uh, MMA fighter, uh, what's his name, was oh Jake Shields. Well, that's, yeah, apparently he just got down the rabbit hole. Well, he's 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 down the rabbit hole pretty far for a normie, um, but what I'm saying is Pizzagate's never going away. I mean, that was that was that wasn't even recent, but. Um, Pizzagate is always in thing. You remember the John Podesta popped back in the thing in the thing pop, bah, bleh, popped back into the spotlight. Um, but he was huge in the Pizzagate uh, alleged conspiracy. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, I had the whole, the whole point of the conversation was that I misremembered um, guests on the show. You got Mendingoed by yourself. Yeah. I got Manchegoed by myself. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it is weird, and I mean, come to find out, whenever the uh, the latest uh, prime minister, what's her name, Liz Truss, was um, was inducted, almost immediately Twitter dredged up a tweet from I think it was like eleven years ago, uh, mourning the death of Jimmy Savile. Oh man! In the UK, Ooh. and said that they always they always used to used to see each other at a pizza place. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. It's it's. It's almost like they're standing up on a little four foot ladder, smacking you in the face with a little circumcised schmeckle. You know, like what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? About what it? is they? 
almost like they it? have some kind of magic based around, I don't know, humiliation. Yeah. And people look at it and they're like, oh, wow, she loves pizza. That's great. I love pizza. Pizza is my, pizza is my number one friend. Uh, I think I'm going to go get Little Caesars. Get you someone who looks at you the way such and such looks at pizza. Like, I can't think. I'm sorry. I didn't I mean to make everybody sick. That That's my fault. Apologize, guys. Cringing anymore. Yeah, don't hurt your back. That's my bad. But I have had to, you know, how we've done the um, the merging of the generations at my at at the old uh, at the old farm here. Um, I've had to I've I've had to put up with some some normie uh, Facebook humor. Oh boy! Yeah, I've been shown normie <laughs> memes. On a regular basis. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's my mom, so. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to happen. You take, you got, yeah. You, just, you, you have multiple monoxide generations mm-hmm. there. Three. All clashing. Yep, three. I, I wouldn't call it clashing. No, 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 no not, not like in a bad way, but like uh, all coming together. I mean, it's not always in a good way. <laughs> Give me that. Well, that's fair. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. A lot, of, a lot of stubborn Irish ladies. Uh, let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, but, but what were we talking about before that? Before I had to look over my shoulder uh, to see if game. anybody was listening. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What were we talking about? Pizzagate. Oh, yeah, Pizzagate. Pizza Thank you, Hudson. Jeez, Louise. Flying potato. Yes. Pizzagate. Um, being back in the news over and over and over again. You know, it's almost like, you know, it just it just won't go away because it's true or something. Yeah, that football player or whatever, he uh, posted some of Tony Podesta's art collection, which is just there's no explanation for that that doesn't involve like ritual child, you know, sex trafficking and yeah, sacrifice. That, and Yeah, that's the that's the MMA guy. But yeah. No, it was, I mean, well, was it the MMA guy? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jake Shields. Yeah, because oh, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at him too. He posted like several tweets of this artwork, and oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah, but also I like seen it in a few years, and it is just shocking. That's what I'm saying. Is we posted this stuff back in 2016. Yeah, when Pizzagate first came up, and you know we were called weirdos and conspiratards and conspiracy theorists and. You know, uh, John Podesta doing the weird thing with the fish and the 14 on his hands and all that weird stuff. Chester Bennington and um, Chris Cornell. You guys remember all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Around that. And the thing that really did it in at the time was there was so much of the QAnon stuff wrapped up in the Pizzagate, Uh, the Pizzagate revelations, I I guess you can call it. I don't know. Um, and so that really went a long way to discredit it in everybody's eyes. If it had anything to do with Q, then it was automatically insane. Right. And they did that on purpose. They attached Q to it on purpose. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, on, so only now in the last couple of years are you seeing a lot more, you know, what used to be normies actually looking into it and being like, okay, no, this is, this is horrible. This is happening. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, but that's like the, the they just poison the well all the time. 
Yeah, and now it's it's not like it was ever not going to be too late because it's happening, but now it's like, okay, well, <laughs> kind of too late, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I mean, the, the pizza code, what did you guys, oh my goodness, remember a couple of weeks ago? Did you guys see this? Um, truckload of tomatoes in Vacaville, California, went across the highway and got run over, and then somewhere else, a truckload of Alfredo sauce. It's like Mom, I'm here. Yeah. Well no. But the the Q channels were like, these are comms. Well, first of all, they're like nobody carries tomatoes in this fashion. It's like an open it was it was like um uh, a tractor trailer full of like Roma tomatoes, right? But it was open, so like the top you could see the tomatoes, right? It was like one of those I, mean, I guess I've seen I've seen like box cars like that. You know, going on, going past farms, whatever. But I don't think I've ever seen a tractor trailer like that. And then um, the other one was like just filled with straight up Alfredo sauce, like to the brim. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Like Like a whole a whole eighteen wheeler full full of Alfredo sauce. That's just weird. You know? No, it was actually it was uh, ten kiddie pools on the floor that were just filled with Alfredo sauce. Yeah, and the doors flew open, and right. No, it was literally, I mean, it was cases and cases and cases of, like, whatever, Alfredo sauce. But that's, like, never happens. Never, not even, like, from the Alfredo sauce company do they ever load an entire tractor trailer full of, like, Alfredo sauce, right? One flavor. I don't think. I don't know. Johnny just, And Johnny is very specific about the flavors of Alfredo sauce. Right. He knows. Well, I mean, no, you, you get the jarred one. You know, there's the regular one. Then there's, the, like, the roasted garlic flavor. Then there's the, you know, the extra cheese flavor or whatever. You know what I mean? There's different flavors. Try to play it off, right? What? I mean, I don't ever. Yeah, I would like- never eat this stuff out of a jar, but I've seen it. You know. Seems like maybe this whole thing was an op to uh, to signal Johnny Monoxide. Yeah, it might have been. You know, this might have been. Might have been just an op to get my attention. But uh, what it is is a detraction from talking about Jewish power. Is what it really is. You guys know that. So. Well, that's. It's That's true. the thing is they know that as soon as Johnny Monoxide's on the case that it's it's not going to remain secret for long. Right. So they realize that Johnny Monoxide is the only man that they could do this for that would absolutely just completely forego talking about Jewish power just to talk about this. Right. Specifically I mean, targeted. It's like uh, like Eddie Bravo talking about Tartaria on uh, <laughs> on Joe Rogan's show. Dude, there, there oh, has yeah. been – I mean – I w- I'm really glad Dude's- we're back from break now so we can like talk about stuff. But like that was so that was like a rough couple weeks there, man. The first week was great. Like nothing. Nobody bothered us, you know. And the second and third week were like, ha, here, I have all this stuff that you can't talk about because you're on break. Ugh. Yeah. We even so- had to do the we're not back yet. You know, the, the, the second January 6th show. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> we didn't have a choice. Okay. They sacrificed that girl. They were like, go ahead, paranormies. Your, your move. Yes, Dugan is sitting there with his his black hood up and his fingers steepled very Masonically, saying, (laughs) your move, Monoxide. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Standing over the Palantir, just looking in. (laughs) Over the Palantir, pondering the orb. Yes, Dugan Dugan definitely ponders his orb. Oh, boy. Polishes it, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the the comic villain that's got the cat. (laughs) 
<laughs> he just carries around oh, right. his orb. Yeah. At a cleaning rag. Gadget. Little little bottle of like Russian Windex. Just what was his name from Inspector Gadget? Oh, no, oh, you're asking me to remember that uh, now. Dr. Robotnik. Dr. No. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Yeah. So many I'll hot get you for this really gadget. Mad. Yeah, Robotnik was Mega Man. Yes, Dr. Robotnik yeah, was... Thank you. Dr. Robotnik was Sonic. That's oh, the well, you're right. Are you kidding me right now? Like, do I have to get all Chris Chan on you guys? Wait. Who is the guy? Man. His arms are blue. I'm not older than you. Please don't go Christian on me. <laughs> Dude, the whole Christian thing disappeared, hopefully, permanently. Hopefully, it's never to be talked that, about that again. That disappeared, and now we have Keffels and Kiwi Farms. Dude, the, the most powerful the most powerful tranny on earth. Like, yeah. Anyway, I saw it, I anyway saw it. we're doing, we're, we're doing yeah, true. the thing. That was, that was nuts, though. Yeah, that was absolutely nuts. I don't know, Except man. I've heard so much. There's, like I said, dude, during the break, like during the last week of the break, there was just so much stuff piled on us. And I was like, I know. There's no way. There's no way we could we could have gotten to it in any of in any uh, Nationalist Inquirer. No, but hopefully, hopefully, we made up for it when we came back. Yes, <laughs> we're catching up. <laughs> nice. All right. It's not 37 Men, minutes yet. Menchigo. Put Manchigo effect, yes. <laughs> oh, did you guys just feel that? Right. That was the that was the greater. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. We actually do have content. No, we do. We always have content for content shows. That's the whole point of the content show, Reinhardt. We haven't done an actual full on two hour shit posting show in I don't know how long. And God damn it! I, I we need to do one of those sooner than later. But this isn't it. I'll tell you right, I'm 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 not lying. This is not the two hour shit posting show. We do have content. Um, did we miss a Friday the Thirteenth or something? We must have. I, I think no. We, we must have because that's that's our our usual shit posting assigned. No, shows. it was it was Saturday. Oh, we did Saturday, August thirteenth. What did we do that week? It's not a Friday the 13th. What did we? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you're no, that's not a Friday the 13th. <laughs> Clearly not Friday. <laughs> I I was Good job, Reinhardt. No, the last one was in May and we did that. We did do a Friday the 13th in May? Yeah, we did. Yep. Okay. That's up on pill.net where you can listen to it anytime. Hmm. Or at paranormies.com where you can listen for free. That's right. The next one is in January. And we'll make it happen. The last full-on shitposting show was in January? No, no, the next Friday the 13th. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, we're not going to make it that long. <laughs> we'll, we'll do another one before then. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe during the holiday season. We'll give everybody a, a lump of coal. Well, now that Moondog's outgrown us, like we don't have to worry about the 37 minutes anymore. That's true. Yeah. He's moved on. He's, he's on to further, deeper, and darker down, and further down the rabbit hole. Might be beyond the archaics at this point, dude. I have listened, like I have listened to the guy, um, and does he always sound like he's recording from uh, from? Uh, I don't know where he sounds like he's recording from, like like inside of a file cabinet. 
You know Is he mean? still in prison? No, no. He like so he like started off in like a shed till he like ah got okay. it. Definitely got sounds it. like it. All right, so okay. I'm I'm in this. And, I'm and still in actually, the shed era of his stuff. Somebody in one of his things asked him why his voice is so deep, and I guess I guess he got punched in the throat in prison. So that's why. Holy cow! Read um, 1100 books and punched and got punched in the throat in prison. Wow. Reading, 22. writing, and punching in throat. <laughs> the three R's. Ass. What a guy. The three. That's the three R's, right? <laughs> oh so man! This isn't a show about 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 people who are more enlightened than us. Well, I don't know. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten as far down the rabbit hole as some other people have on this guy. Um, so far, I like what I've heard. You know, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten into the stuff that. Uh, might be controversial in some circles. The things that'll make you mad. The things all that'll of make... it. What's that, Grognak? That's all of it. That's like everything. All of it makes is supposed to make you mad. Yeah, uh, well, not supposed to make you mad, but every one of his playlists is going to topple what you thought you know. Even me. So. Eh. Yeah. Even even us. Like. like Come on, is it going to blow Skull's mind? Well, it'll blow Skull's mind, I'm no, sure. It's, it's no, not, it's not hard to blow Skull's mind sometimes. I, yeah. So anyone who's a listener of this show, I don't think is going to have a hard time with his content. Okay. I mean, no, Skull is no Joe Rogan. Like, Joe Rogan's mind is more easily blown than a late autumn, uh, uh, what do you call it, dandelion. Like when the when it's like at the very last part before it's like you know just a couple left on the poof and the wind comes by whew, that's, that's Joe Rogan's mind. That was that was a good effort. Yeah, it's a good effort. Yeah, I forgot the joke. I said it once a while ago. It was funny the first time. Anyway, oh, that's Joe Rogan. Poetic. What's that? So I thought it was poetic. It was. I just forgot the word. It was. I forgot the word dandelion. But yeah, Joe Rogan's mind is more easily blown than a late autumn dandelion. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, yeah. We'll, I did we'll see him take in. apart Bill Burr on COVID, which I thought was kind of funny. And Bill Burr was like, shut the fuck up, Joe. You shut the fuck up, okay? Like, you're not a fucking doctor. I'm not a fucking doctor, okay? Neither of us are the CDC. I feel like Bill Burr's wife. Black like, is <laughs> yeah, I feel like Bilber's Shibun wife is sitting in the back of all of his stand-up routines, like mouthing the words because she wrote them herself. I, I I've seen really Bilber go through his whole transformation from being super based funny dude from Massachusetts to super cunty non-based pasty dude from Massachusetts. You know, well, there goes the family-friendly first hour. No, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that's not, that's not it's, we don't never have a family friendly first hour that's a meme <laughs> if your kids listen yeah, to the show they're pretty cool however not a lot of the stuff we talk about is for all children's ears so let your kids be kids for a little while yeah let your kids be kids for a little while um yeah yeah if your kid's a nerd they're not allowed to listen <laughs> if your kid's a nerd <laughs> If you won't buy your kid a steak, you're not going to let him listen to this show. That's right. That is right. 
You shouldn't be listening. No. You shouldn't be. Or if your dad never bought you a steak, you should also. That's actually it. really what, what, what the real thing is, is if your dad, you know, if you have daddy issues, you know, because like daddy never loved me or daddy never bought me a bicycle or daddy promised me a pony or fucking trip to Disney World or, or a steak and you never got any of the above. Get over it, dude. You know, don't be a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> my dad took me to disney world and got me a steak i know right me too but anyways i love my dad um my dad was awesome anyway moving along we have content For we occasionally time. do spoopy state stuff paranormal america haunted usa different stuff like that uh we're moving across the country and now we're going to go down south to South Carolina. I've lived there. Um, I don't know. Bob Jones Academy and Bob Jones University is pretty spoopy. <laughs> I got stuck. I got stuck going to Bob Jones for a couple of years in Greenville. There's, some, there's some weird stuff there. My, yeah. my wife and I loved, loved Charleston when we visited. Charleston's, now, Charleston's awesome. But Greenville's like just like a, a regular town. I heard South Carolina was separated from North Carolina because there had to be a ward of protection put up between the section sections of cryptid evil awful things in South Carolina. Is that true? What? Are Hold on, say that, that again. Did it be a <laughs> they split up the state because they had to have some sort of delineation between yeah, I might be confusing this for a fantasy novel. Maybe our guest can clear this up. Okay. Battlebot? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know why uh, you have a, you know. Oh, my God. It's Dingo uh, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding, Battlebot. I a lot of prep. No, I'm just kidding. You did. No, I actually, I actually am, am quite impressed with the amount of prep that you did bring to the show today. Uh, we have, we, I don't think we're going to get to all of it, so. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, um, Grognak, that wasn't on the list, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that that might be something out of a Forgotten Realms book. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure you're confusing. R. A. Salvatore might might have written that. Yeah. So. Oh no. <laughs> But there is, I mean, but there is a lot of weird stuff in South Carolina. Yes, there's like, a lot of weird in stuff both in states. But yeah, I mean South South Carolina is really cool because you you have, I don't know. To me, I always thought it was this interesting dichotomy being the swampy area that wasn't Florida, from what I knew, because I didn't go to South Carolina until I was an adult. So for me, I didn't really understand just how uh, how rural a lot of the state actually is. Yeah, it's mostly woods. It's like pine forest. Mm-hmm. And that Allison. can get spooky. Yeah, so um I guess uh I guess that's my cue to get started, huh? Yes. Let's talk about <laughs> give us let's give talk us the about spook. South Carolina spoop. All right. Well, um, so I used to live near Charleston and uh, looking online, 
most of the kind of spooky stuff uh, seems to be based around Charleston. And uh, I think the reason for that is because Charleston's a tourist destination. So people have, um, there's more, uh, there's more incentive for people to um, look up things and publish things about Charleston. There've been a couple of books written about Columbia. People say that Columbia is just as haunted as, uh, as Charleston is, you know, cause I mean, it's a, it's one of the oldest states. So pretty much anywhere you go in the state, uh, there's, there's all kinds of weird ghost stories. And, uh, I, I couldn't any like populated area. Um, I, I've seen at least one or two stories. Well, yeah, I remember uh, when we were there, probably one of the biggest things that they harped on, because of course they would harp on it, is the uh, slave trade through Charleston. And mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere you go where there was any, literally it doesn't matter if a slave died there or if they took a crap on the sidewalk, <laughs> there were supposed to be slave ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Which is, you know. Yeah. Not true. Um, so that... Uh, I guess that that's a good place to start because there's um, one. Of, it's the oldest um, congregation supposedly in um, in the U.S. is uh, St. Philip's Church in Charleston, and so they they're not in the original church because that got burned down in the fire um, of 1861. But the new fi- uh, the new church. Is oh, on uh, Church Street, which is named after St. Philip's Church, um, and that's kind of famous for being tilted. So Charleston got hit by a fire in 1861, and then just uh, 25 years later, is hit by a massive earthquake, and so that church is tilted about 10 degrees. So you can see it, and it was actually a lighthouse for uh, for a very long time. Hmm. Um, you can see it from the harbor really and as the uh the church was being burned um the first time in 1861 there was a supposedly a, a slave uh i can't remember his uh nickname i think it was bones or bony or something like that and the story is that this guy tried to save the church by i don't uh, he was up in the steeple um trying to put out the fire somehow and he died. And uh, so he's buried in the cemetery there. And then there's there's a, um, another ghost story. So he, he haunts the stories that he, he haunts the, uh, the graveyard there. And, and then I don't know how many years later, it was a fairly short time after there was supposedly a girl who was kind of um, – dared by her friends to go um, uh, pull something off of his grave. There's like one of his personal items, I guess, that was, that was at his grave site. And they said, I, I bet you can't, you know, grab this, uh, this thing. I can't remember what it was. But she goes down there and she's got a, a, a walking stick with her. And, uh, and she stabs it in the ground and she grabs the, uh, the item from the grave. And then as she's going to return to her friends, uh, she 
feels something has grabbed her from the grave. And she gets so scared that she actually dies. So she was literally scared to death. And so her friends come down, you know, a few hours later, maybe it was the following morning, and they see her dead. And uh, and so now, apparently, this girl is haunting uh, the St. Philip's graveyard. So people actually see this girl, an apparition of this girl, uh, walking around with her walking stick. Hmm. Hmm. Literally so scared to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic American American story, especially like the, you know, dare to go out to this this graveyard kind of thing. Oh, that right. might actually be the the original legend. I don't know. Oh, I mean, how many people have died? I mean, honestly, like how many people have died just cuz you know, cuz of something that started off with you won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. You, know, you won't. You no won't walls. go out in the woods by yourself in the middle of the night until like 3 in the morning, blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. Okay, sure. They don't come back. I might have 20 minutes later, 30 miles away from where they disappeared. Right. Oh, speaking of that, that missing 411, that's like some missing 411 crap. Hey, have you guys heard the, I know it's like a meme theory, but the theory that like REI and um, North Face and all these other Patagonia companies are all in on the missing 411 thing because uh, selling all this brightly colored hiking shit, they're uh, actually sacrificing people to like Nephilim hybrids. Like I wouldn't part, doubt it. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Think about it. I mean, that that requires it, it, its own thought about. It's own they tell them not to bring a gun. Yeah, they tell them. Yeah, true. no, no, don't, don't bring guns. Just take pictures. You know, leave only footprints. Take only pictures. Right. So, do you guys think you can actually be scared to death? Um. I, yeah. Yeah, I think you can actually be terrified to the point where you stop your own heart, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it, it requires an I, Well, I mean, if you can be reaction. psychosomatically affected, if, if COVID is psychosomatic, then obviously death can be psychosomatic <laughs> as well. I mean, obviously these people killed <laughs> the themselves vaccine. by being psychosomatic with only, COVID. Yeah, only the vaccine is psychosomatic. Right. Oh, the vaccine. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it's been so long ago since that guy tweeted that. I can't remember what he said. There was something retarded, but it was like something about the vaccine. Vaccine injuries are psychosomatic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it was Sam it was. Sam Harris. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That the more you the, the more you think about them and the more you talk about them, the more real they become. So right. just shut the fuck up. Right. Is that well, okay? So the more you talk about Jews, the more you think about Jews, the more real mm-hmm. they become. Yep. So maybe yep. if we don't talk about them, if we don't think about them, they're not real. No, that's not true. It doesn't work like that. So Unfortunately, it's not like that because they are real. So uh, I, I I've had a little bit to drink. Okay. And I think I might have left out uh, possibly the most important detail of that story. Oh, no. Go ahead. The walking stick, she stabbed it through her dress. So what she felt tugging, you know, holding her back was uh, was actually her own walking stick that she stabbed through her dress. Oh, so it wasn't actually. So she scared herself to death. Right. Oh, boy. And I know the story. Yep. Women. I was wondering if that was going to come up. Yeah. But I, I think it's entirely possible, but it, re- it requires an intense reaction. I mean, if somebody is scared to death, you, I mean, that is true fear. Yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, there is a reason why they make people sign waivers for the really intense haunted houses. No, I, th- I think people really do encounter, you know, spirits 
in oh, these places. I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Spirits, hang on. You don't mean like demons? I, I really don't know. I mean, I think, so I do have a theory about this. Okay. What's your theory about, is this what are ghosts theory? What are haunting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's actually, um, there's actually, this uh, reminds me of a, uh, there's a story in South Carolina. Um, the, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's um, a spectral train. And so I, I don't know the origin of this, but. Supposedly, people will see a ghost train. Um, I think mm. I can't remember if it's. I think it's Sumter. But uh, yeah, so like, what's the explanation for stuff like that? I think what it is is that there. You had a guest on a couple of months ago who talked about uh, iniquity. You remember the the female? I can't remember her name. Oh yeah, yes, Laura, Laura Sanger, Doctor Laura Sanger. Yeah. So she talked about like these, these things, basically stuff goes wrong, you know, stuff happens that is not right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, it causes that area to be kind of, um, have, have a particular, uh, charge to it. And I think the, these events, it's, it's kind of like, um, when, when somebody experiences like personal trauma, I think that happens um, that, that the, these things will happen and, and the event um, will basically replay and, and, um, and it's, it's like something is off, you know, in the matrix and it's trying to resolve itself. And so it'll just replay. It's like it's stuck in time. So like a piece of code that hasn't been deleted. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, I've heard this theory. It's, it's kind of like, I see you've read your Baudrillard. Um, (laughs) 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 I don't know. I'm just gonna, I can't, I can't do a push his glasses up voice. Sorry. I just don't do, I don't do a good nerd voice. I'm sorry. That's why. Whoa there. Long, long nose dog. Right. Did you guys hear about the uh, the borzoi that killed the pit bull? No. Oh yeah, that happened uh, sometime in the past week. Really? All right then. Yeah, there's a pit bull attack, and the borzoi uh, uh, saved the. I think it was a girl. Oh wow! Yeah. Very heroic, long nosed dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I I think that there may be something to that, and I think. For me personally, it has to be something under specific circumstances, right? I I don't think it just happens, even if there is like a murder, because murders happen all over the place, right? Right. Um, What about a very specific kind of murder, though? Specific kind of murder, ritual murder, something particularly uh, disgusting or Mm -hmm. heinous, Mm -hmm. um, the amount of pain felt by a person before they die, uh, spiritual pain. To I, I think that it definitely can have an effect, and I think geographically it uh, it has an effect as well, depending on where these things are. Um, because if we see today on a site where, let's say, a hotel is, we don't know what was there hundreds of years ago. Yeah, well, I I wanted to also mention I, I listened to an episode of a uh, Rebel Yell a long time ago. They talked about uh, 
particular materials seem to hold uh, hold spirits, I guess, or they're more likely to have like hauntings, which is like stone and brick, um, as opposed to like wooden structures. Don't mm. don't seem to have so much. Um, uh, really. Yeah, I would think that, like, I I don't know. I always hear, like, the ghosts being associated with creaking, and creaking is always associated with wood structures. Yeah. Wooden floor. floor. I mean, I've watched my, I've watched my, my, I've watched my uh, Scooby Doo. You know what I'm saying? So. (laughs) Well, crystals are known to hold that type of information, too, like electrical information and uh, areas that have a lot of, like, crystals in the rocks. Mm um apparently people see apparitions and stuff in those areas too right right well and, and like you mentioned a minute ago hudson the uh, uh red brick energy right red bricks oh, can yeah. hold and conduct electricity oh yeah so uh those can act like conductors or storage units you could say or let's say maybe even a hard drive if we're speaking in simulation terms right look at you know all those asylums on a that future we were talking episode. about were made of red brick Reinhardt. Sorry, Johnny. Oh, I'm sorry. Reinhardt drop in previews of an, of a future episode. <laughs> Should we talk about the asylum then? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about the. Oh, I was saying is the uh, Red Brick Energy episode we're going to do later this season. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's about this about new it. energy drink company Paranormies is coming out with. Yes, <laughs> it's called Red energy. Brick Energy. Yes, and and you hit people that read books with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is which is scary because of my library. I don't want scary, get, but energizing. I don't want to. Most it. of mine are all in storage, so I'm safe. Right. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by. Books <laughs> I right have now. books too. I am completely surrounded by books right now. <laughs> Johnny is the uh, the Jordan Peele like sweating gif. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah oh, crap. Yeah, let's let's talk about the asylum. Are you, are you talking about the the lunatic asylum in Columbia or a different one? Yeah, it's the South Carolina Lunatic, Lunatic Asylum. It's which, literally called the Lunatic the lun- Asylum. Mm-hmm. It's, so that's it's literally they, called the, the Lunatic like totally Asylum. Twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, they weren't playing around. They weren't playing around. They're like, "What is this? The Lunatic Asylum?" Supposedly <laughs> built between 1822 and uh, 1827, but uh, I kind of think maybe it might be a little older than that. Just, you know, a, a possibility. I don't know. but uh, Do we have any just, pictures of the building? Uh, so if you just do a quick image search, I can I could drop a few in the, uh, the Skype. I should have done this beforehand. Um, oh, there's one. Yeah, there's one. It, but, looks, it's, it looks to be a bat wing structure with a nice cupola right there on the top in the middle. Yeah, see, I can't find any from above. Uh, I would like to see the structure like top down, but there mm-hmm. are no pictures like that that I can mm-hmm. find. At least I haven't gone into you know Columbia, South Carolina archives or anything. But it it looks like a batwing structure from from the front, like this with the cupola. But then when you look at it again, it uh, it it isn't quite batwing. It kind of it's like a rectangle with squares coming off. So it's got these wings. Yes. But these wings are very wide as well. Yeah. I mean, um, it doesn't, they don't necessarily all have to be the same structure, but they have that same 
uh, I mean, I mean dimensionally, but they have that same central spire and then the wings coming off the central, like a backbone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, to me, it looks a little too modern. Okay. I, I mean, it, it, it could be a redress. Yeah, you know? that's but true. Again, it could be. Again, originally built, you know, in 1822, 1827, something like that. Um, in those years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's you know, I mean, that's older. That's older than uh, what we normally would consider some of these quote Tartarian, you know, or uh, I don't know. Are we still calling it that? I don't think because this isn't Tartarian. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it Tartarian or like impossible architecture. Now, the the official well, story here is that it was a single building, and then it was built up over time, which to me it does account for some of the facades that look like more modern in official terms, like Greco Roman, but then yeah. some wings look more modern and square. Yeah. So like it could be something like Chateau Frontenac where part of it is like the impossible architecture. And then the last stages were done, you know, in, in with more modern, uh, more modern means, you know, in a more modern era. Right. Yeah. Um, the Biltmore has got stuff like that. You know, I mean, the Biltmore is like completely ancient or whatever you want to call it. But then there's a couple of sections of it that are, that are like completely modern that were redone in like the later 1800s. Right. So, so, so with this one, was this, I'm, I'm guessing because it was built in 1820s, I, I could just tell already civil war hospital. Oh, it had to have been. Am I correct? I mean, it had to have been during the war, right? Yeah, but uh, what's the story? Oof. Well, uh, I haven't seen anything on that. Oh, um, dude. Was Hang on. The, uh, I the found TV something. Hospital. I oh, found something. During the Civil War, the grounds of the hospital were used as a prison camp. Ah, oh, dang. What a Close. surprise. Things seem to have gone downhill at the hospital after the Civil War, largely due to the lack of funding and an increasing difficulty in obtaining the appropriate supplies. So apparently, apparently after the Civil War, they, they lost all their funding. But somehow in the 1950s, there were about 5,000 patients there. Yep. That's like serious overcrowding for a place like that. I mean, it was a big, it's pretty big place, but yeah, I was like, I have read that they were very overcrowded at that point. Yeah. But I mean, how do you go from, <clears throat> excuse me, how do you go from not having funding and almost having to close after, you know, the civil war to ramping up to 5,000 patients being like over, um, you know, just overfilled by thousands of people. Hmm. You know, how does that happen? I don't know. Again, huge hole in the story, you know, after the Civil War, which was what, 1865? Yeah. Right? And then after the Civil War, 1865, and then the 1950s. Wait wait a second. That's like a good 85 (laughs) years. So what was going on around this time in the 20th century after this big gap? Right. Well, in the 1950s, this is one of the places where they were doing a lot of uh, lobotomies and sterilizations. Yeah, definitely. So this course, was this uh, was one of those hospitals. Uh, an MK Ultra hospital had to be. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of uh, you know spooky occurrences that people have uh, reported. You know, kind of the standard you know 
uh, weirdness that, that people talk about with, with haunted places, you know, lights and, uh, sounds and, you know, stuff with, with cell phones. As far as I know, you can actually just go into this place and, and it's all like covered in graffiti inside. Okay. So it's abandoned, but not like completely shut down or demolished or anything. Obviously it's not demolished, but no, yeah, it's no, it's standing. just abandoned. Like it, it's still open as far as I know. Like you, you it's just not walk even, in. it's not even like it didn't even technically shut down. It's just like people just started finding new places for patients. And then eventually nobody showed up anymore. So uh, something pretty interesting about this place, it was designed by an architect named Robert Mills, who also happened to design the Washington Monument. Huh. Oh. Okay, here we go. There's a tie-in. Yeah, there there it is. Well, I've heard one or two things about this place just briefly, and I've, I've heard the people have had not just your typical experiences. Uh, they also hear like voices and screams and stuff, but people have seen like straight up like shadow figures walking through the hallways, like mm-hmm. full, not, not, you know, a dead person apparition, but just blacker than black. You know, you could pick this figure out in a dark room. Yeah. But I, I mean, think. you are in South Carolina. You'll get that every now and yeah. then. Quite yeah, that, was, that was kind of my, uh, I, I just kind of include that with, spooky you know from what i've read you well, know from all these different places that's kind of a normal thing around that's here that's what i'm saying you got to make sure you got to ask them to smile you know yeah if I'm, it's still yeah, dark if it's still dark then the you got a real teeth, spook. Johnny. you don't see the white teeth that's what i'm saying <laughs> if it's still dark after they smile you have an actual spook yeah that's when you run yes yeah so this guy robert mills he also designed the uh the patent office in uh dc um, oh, because of course yeah, and a bunch of other places. There, there's a few other places, I think, in D.C., and then uh, a bunch of churches up and down the coast. Um, I think that's I, – I I can't remember the other building that he uh, – the, the notable building in, in uh, D.C. that he made, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of churches. Hmm. He's another one of those responsible for 350 buildings kind of architects. Well, and he was very well known. I know, I know this about him. He's very, very well known for like Greek revival, neoclassical architecture. Right. Uh, so he's a guy. All of that. He, he's a guy whose name they slapped on a bunch of buildings they refaced. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably. He's probably. I. You know what? I don't know if he was actually a full uh, Freemason or not. I really don't. Um, but I want. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I mean, he, he was, was, dude. He had to he had to have accounted for the Washington Monument in DC, not the one in Baltimore, uh, going as far as it does under the earth and putting the Masonic Satanic Jewish Bible down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to repeat myself three times. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um yeah, so so just kinda going down my my list of uh, buildings here. Uh, so there's the Embassy Suites in Greenville. This is actually a pretty new place. Um, I don't I don't have a, a year on this. The Embassy Suites? Uh, actually, Embassy real quick before we move on from the Lunatic Asylum, guys, look in the Skype chat. I just posted a, an aerial view. Reinhardt. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, it's a Batwing building. It's just, you know, it's more yeah. like Lego bricks. It's It looks like it's made out of Monopoly uh, uh, hotels. Yeah, it does. <laughs> right? It does. Yeah. Not the houses, the hotels. Well, some of the ones in the back look like they're made of a bunch of houses, but the, the, it looks like it's made out of yeah, Monopoly hotels. But it's definitely huge and brick. But in the South, in South Carolina and in Georgia and in anywhere pretty much down in the South, I mean, like red brick. I mean, everything's red. It's red clay. Everything's red clay here. So yeah, I wouldn't call this impossible. No, I w- well, I mean, other than, other than based on the the time, the date, the alleged date, and the alleged technology of the time, um, like we have had with uh, we've had, you know, those people try to debunk our debunkings with, oh yeah, well they had here's a place in Philadelphia, Johnny, that could do bricks. I'm like, okay, that's not Utah. It's like, well, here's one in Utah. I was like, yeah, but that opened six years after this asylum was built. So, you know, yeah, like, for, for, it's still for this. Go ahead. No, I'm saying it's still the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to, I'm going to have to look to see if there is a brick manufacturing facility that could have handled something like this in the short period of time that they said it was built in, in 1827. Well, well, remember this too. They said it was built of a single building first. And then was added on over the years. Right, so but it was five, 18, 1822 to 1827 over a period of five years. No, they're saying, uh, they mean that they were added on later, even later after that five-year period. Are you sure? I wonder if that okay. dome was part of the original structure. That's, yeah, it, that's, that's the one part that kind of looks like old-world architecture, possibly. That's, yeah. that's what I'd like to know, but... Um, where did you see Reinhardt? Where did you see that it said that? that they're all so. I may have just been pulling from the uh, from the context in which it was mentioned, but let's see. Because it says built between eighteen twenty two to eighteen twenty seven, this building had been around for quite some time for it to have its own ghost stories. Yeah, here it started out as a single building, but over time it was expanded into a small village like compound made up of various different buildings. Right. But like it also says, you know, in other places from 1822 to 1827. So there's five years, you know, that's like, it doesn't mention anything about any other building. So like maybe it was one building in 1822 and it was a village by 1827. I don't know. I I think it's reasonable in one of the oldest colonies or original States. Sure. Sure. I mean, I I think it's possible. Right. But like, what's the population for the size of the building and all that, you know, we, we got to look at all that, but. Yeah, um, we can look into it. And again, and, and, but here's the other thing. If, in fact, you know, they're going to say that this was built within that five-year period, those brick manufacturing companies weren't around until the late 1800s. So if we, that's another thing we have to confirm, though. What, the ones from Philly and, and Utah? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, here. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's, yeah, we'd have to confirm. And honestly, I don't. I mean, I kind of don't care that much to do that kind of research. I mean, I'm sure Wooden Nichols has already debunked it. Probably. Yeah. I'm skeptical on this one. No, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm also not saying like, because I look around Tennessee, like where I'm at, you know, I'll like Johnson city and some of these little towns like Greenville and um, Jonesboro and whatever, these little towns that have all these really, really old brick buildings that have, you know, windows underground. You know, there's so, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the South that's like that, you know? Sure. I don't see any underground 
windows here just from this shot but yeah that's what i'm saying i don't see anything like that there but so. uh, but it does have that batwing uh design to it that i can't remember the guy's name right now that's responsible yeah. for all that all right but moving on moving on um yeah so this one was a more modern embassy suites you were talking about Uh oh. That about? You're muted. Yes, I'm back now. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, Embassy Suites in Greenville. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't look up the uh, the actual year it was constructed. So, there have been no uh, apparitions reported, but people have seen uh, have experienced uh, cold spots and lights turning on and off. And probably the most interesting bit about this one is the uh, lights, when they were constructing the place, would come on without any power. Hmm. And that's really weird as an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I, guess, I guess I know when I'm not needed, you know, <laughs> pack up my shit and leave. <laughs> yeah. That's really weird, then- yeah. Yeah, and, and then you've also got patches where no plants will grow. And then huh. people have also uh, reported wailing sounds. Interesting. Now, are we are we going to attribute any of this to built on Indian burial ground? I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. What is what is the uh, what is the panel's opinion on built on burial ground? Hudson. Um uh, there, there could be something to it. I mean, if there's enough bodies buried there and if energy was put in specifically uh, by like a tribe or something to say like, oh, we, we're going to make this curse that anyone that builds here, you know, will face doom or whatever. Uh, I think it's definitely possible. Okay. What about you, Reinhardt? Yeah, I think it's possible as well. I mean, like, like Hudson said, intent really matters. And I think especially with all of the um, the evidence of mass ritual sacrifice that have been found from Native American tribes over the years, and actually not Native American, uh, other people that were much taller than them, um, I think that leaves a very dark impression on places that are built later on top of or near these spots. So I, I think it's entirely possible. I think it's definitely been taken... Uh, to an extreme by you know Jewish Hollywood, sure. but yeah, I'd say it's very possible. Okay, Battlebot. Yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, I would definitely echo uh, Reinhardt's um, implication of the you know the the predecessors of the the native, so-called Native Americans. You know, we, the history of America. Uh, who knows how far that goes back. Yeah, we have no idea. I mean, we've 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 had many discussions on um, on and off the air about you know native quote Native Americans and proto Native Americans and pre proto Native Americans and Salutrans and who was before that and you know um, oh that reminds me Reinhardt uh, I am listening to uh, the Archaics guy he starts talking about the Tuatha De Danann he calls them the De- oh really. The Tuatha de Danan. I've been reading about them too. Tuatha de Danan. He, yeah, yeah, he calls the them shining Danan. ones. Yeah. 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 
Uh, it's Celtic interesting how really they tie into so many different other things too, but that's us for a whole other story. For whole Absolutely. Other Literal giants. Yes. Yeah. Um, sure. ones. Back, back to South Carolina. Uh, so this hotel, so cold spots, lights turning on with no power. I mean, lights turning on and off. And then when during the construction lights with no power, that's, that's pretty freaky. Um, I don't know. Hotels, a lot of times hotels seem to be haunted right off the bat. It seems like every, <laughs> just about every hotel in Cal- uh, South Carolina, you know, from, uh, from the 1800s seems to be haunted. That's, that's kind of, well, you got to think, impression. you got to think during, during the quote civil war, a lot of, you know, bad things happened. I mean, there's probably a lot of prostitutes murdered or, you know, soldiers murdered by prostitutes or, you know, farmers and whores. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Be I mean, and one thing we have to keep in mind too, I mean, uh, hotels are an interesting beast. Um, I was listening to a long time ago, a guy who used to be a paranormal investigator and he got into it to debunk everything. There's a guy in, uh, I want to say in Tennessee and he came into everything from a period of skepticism and within the first few you know investigations he had you know witnessed demonic exorcisms and and multiple things so he's like okay i believe in it but uh, a point that he had made was probably 95% of buildings that people say are haunted can be debunked somehow there's got to be some explanation legitimately hmm. with hotels there is a lot there are a lot of moving parts i don't think anybody would doubt that so, I don't know, cold spots and even lights flickering on and off, uh, you know, lights coming on during the night when nobody's turned it on, I I still feel like there could be an explanation. The only thing that gets me is while this was being constructed, unless they were they had electricity connected in some capacity, what do you think, Johnny? Um, I mean, if they're going to say that they, they weren't connected to power, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that somebody checked, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, that's, that's very odd. That's the one that gets me. I mean, in, in all the, the hotel hauntings and we've talked about, actually, we did an episode back in season two about haunted hotels in general. And like you said, Reinhardt, hotels are a completely different beast than a lot of, a lot of other, uh, structures because there's so many people in and out of them every day staying there leaving you know the the hudson was talking about energy uh people bringing and leaving bits and pieces of their energy you know and leaving them there and how many people you know crossing paths and whatever um how many people are killed in hotels how many people die in a hotel how many people commit crimes in hotels how many people commit you know, do weird ritualistic things in hotels. How many people shoot porn in hotels? How many people, you know what I mean? Which is a satanic ritualistic thing anyway, especially nowadays. Um, it's just, there's so much stuff going on in hotels. So right. there's, there's gotta be, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're placed where they're placed purposefully on like ley lines and energy lines and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, they are. Oh, go ahead, Babon. Um, well, I, I got other hotels we can talk about. Yeah, let's talk about other hotels. So in uh, Charleston, there's the uh, Battery Carriage House Inn. 
And uh, that's so in Charleston, um, downtown is kind of divided by Broad Street. Um, south of Broad is is kind of a common term you hear. Um, I think there's even a restaurant called South Broad, but it's uh it's it's the old like the historic area of Charleston. That's where all the the you know the upper crust um, we're living. And so that tends to be more where the, the haunting, you know, the, the reports of hauntings are. Um, and the battery, the battery is uh, the south end of uh, downtown Charleston. So this place has been called the, the most haunted inn in Charleston. And there's two uh, ghosts, I guess, that, that seem to uh, catch people's attention. And the first one is called the... Uh, the gentleman ghost, and this guy, apparently, uh, will appear <laughs> next to uh, women in their bed, and uh, and then he'll they'll they'll get spooked, and then he'll walk through the wall. He'll just he'll just leave. Hmm. And he lives in uh, room number ten. That's his. Uh, that's his. Okay, his- so this this hotel's only had hauntings since 1992 according to since the year of 1992 several reports seem to indicate that paranormal activity had been documented by employees as well as guests Mm -hmm. interesting though but so located in charleston south carolina is not surprising considering the fact that the year which history of this structure and the grounds hold on that's a weird sentence it's reported to be haunted. It's not surprising considering the fact that the year in which the history of this structure and the grounds that it is located on started officially in the month of June in the year of 1843. It's a very strange sentence. So the place started in June of 1843. Again, like the hospital in Utah, it began. Remember? Right. It's like, what? I mean, it began. Are you saying you got to build it first? I mean, the hospital doesn't begin. Like a story begins. A movie begins. Book wow, begins. Why are you being so autistic right now? I'm just saying. <laughs> I've got to say, a lot of this stuff, a lot of these links that I've uh, posted are, are poorly written. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those right. things. It's like they don't have, like, the, it, it covers up the history. I don't know. Anyways, no, well, on. I get I get what you're saying. That's like in saying, instead of saying somebody invented something, that they discovered it. Right. I mean, yeah. Thank you. But- Thank you, Grognak. I I get what he's saying, but I mean, it, it could also just be a poorly written article. No, it's it's every single one of these types of places <laughs> has that type of. Anyways, okay. So this on. based ghost who seems to only exist just to scare womans. Yeah, he doesn't actually do anything to them. He just scares them. <laughs> he's like, what the hell are you doing in a hotel by yourself? What Where, he just he just appears and says, "Where's your husband?" Right. <laughs> Where's your husband or your father? <laughs> Why are you here? And, and the the next ghost that haunts this place is uh, the more interesting one to me. I call him the uh, the torso ghost. The torso ghost. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, he has been noted as the most frightening of all the spiritual encounters at the Battery uh, Carriage House Inn uh, because 
He's a torso. He's just a torso. <laughs> yeah. Did a cannonball take off his bottom half? Let's see. The apparition seems to make a sort of growling sound that is believed to be a direct result of his form. I don't understand that. What? He's in fact just a torso. No arms, no legs, no head. Lord. <laughs> what? Yeah. Those that have ex- those that have experienced Scary. the spirit firsthand state that it is a devastating experience. The apparition seems to make a sort of growling sound that is believed to be a di- yeah, a direct result of his form. There you go. Well, he's hungry. Right? I mean <laughs> Can you okay. Stomach. Let's think about yeah, I was going to say it's either his stomach or what what's left of his vocal cords just, yeah, just breathing like a, out like a weird organ. <laughs> The hell, man! What's it gonna do? What's it gonna do? Stump you to death? Like, come on! You know, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't have any arms, any legs, any head. I'd be like, come on, dude, get out of here! You're like leaking ectoplasm all over me. Get out of here, ghost nigga! What is you doing? Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm like sorry, I don't feed gurgly ghosts. Belt. What? You just defeat him with a seatbelt? <laughs> yes. Oh. Lord. Okay, uh, all right. That reminds me, of this. there's another uh, partial apparition oh, in is there? Uh, Columbia. And this is at the South Carolina State Museum. Oh, okay. Uh, built- this is another building? Okay. Hey, yes. uh, John, should we take a break? Yeah, I was going to say, if this is another building, we're going to stop. We're going to take a break. Okay. So, we're right in an hour. So is there any more to the haunted battery carriage in? Uh, there seems to be... I think that's it. Something. Yeah. Uh, there's noises and unexplained phenomenon like glowing lights and shadows. I mean, that's Zach Bagans and stuff. It's always a hotel. And that's the other thing. Reinhardt, remember we talked about this before? Hotels, haunted hotels. Just ways to get tourism up. Yeah, that's one thing, again, that we have to keep in mind. I feel, I man, I feel like I'm taking huge skeptic position here like this entire episode. I know. It's kind of, I mean, kind of you are. I mean, I, a little bit. A little bit, little bit let skeptical it never, there. Let it never be said that all of us believe the same thing all oh, the no, time. Oh, no, definitely we don't. Um, most but definitely. Yeah, ho- yeah, most of the time. Um, hotels, we have to keep in mind the, the moving parts, the amount of energy that is coming in and out, the physical moving parts, like the actual the electricity, the plumbing, utilities, all of that, the state of the building itself, um, and tourism. Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Charleston had an earthquake what, 20 years ago? Like a pretty bad one. Yeah. Is that correct? Bad one? So. It was 90. Uh, it was to me. It was like 94 <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. It was a while. We'll look it up. But right now yeah, we're going to take a break. It was a while back, but it was like a 7.3 magnitude. So I wonder if just a oh. lot of this didn't come up. Yeah, um, I didn't care about that. That was that was more recent than, than 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, well, in the wake of things like that, and and I know when my wife and I visited, a lot of the city was boarded up, uh, and even even mm-hmm. south of, was it Broad Street? You said, yeah, south of Broad is kind of the that's the ritzy area. Yeah, so a lot a lot of stuff was boarded up just all around the area. So I just wonder if you know tourism gets down and people just want to revitalize. So yeah, I mean that's a big that's um, that's got to be a big part of it. But anyways, let us take a break, BattleBot. You picked a song for us. What is it? That is Southern Soldier 
by Second Carolina String Band. All right. We're going to listen to that. And we'll be back with more South Carolina Spoop.
heaven be with us in the strife. Be with the southern soldier, we'll drive that mercenary order beyond our southern is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt, Grognak, Hudson, and Battlebot. We are in South Carolina. Um, we talked about some haunted places last hour. We're going to talk about some other stuff. Um, there are more haunted places. There's a lot of haunted places down south because of the Civil War, uh, because of engines, right? The engine battles and engine burial grounds. Um, um. But breaking Negro, yes. Negro Africans, and Negro Africans. Well, I mean, we have entertained the idea that there are no such thing as black ghosts because you know, no souls, right? That's the meme. But oh, no, I've there. I found, I found one. Look, I don't write the memes. I just recite the memes. Okay. Black ghost. No. Oh. Shit. Oh, please do tell. Oh man, I I have to, I I got something else pulled up right now. Um, Wait a minute. I can I I just want to pick up back where where we were. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so we're I was talking about the uh, South Carolina State Museum. Uh, so that was built in 1894 as it. So this is apparently a, a friendly ghost, which uh, as a, it was built I, as a what came across a quite beautifully. This is a, apparently a friendly ghost, or okay. at least a neutral. He's not, he's not like malicious. A friendly ghost. Uh, cool. Seems like, yeah, it seems like a lot of these ghosts are either uh, friendly or, or, you know, at least they're not like trying to scare people. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's quite half of them, but it, it's there's there's quite a few. It's good to know that some ghosts are like chill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some ghosts one, are cool. um, the, the gray man of uh, Polly of Polly's Island. He's kind of known to the locals as like the, the he, he'll warn people about the hurricanes coming in. So if you see the gray man, that means get out of town. Oh, wow. Nah, it's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, uh, his name's Bubba and, uh, he wears overalls and, uh, not not a whole lot to to Bubba. He just uh, rides the elevator, and then uh, uh, he'll walk down the hall a little bit, and then he goes through the wall. This guy's name is Bubba. <laughs> but yeah, that's Bubba pretty the ghost. funny. 
<laughs> I just. where people just kind of like clock in clock out if they want to go haunt somewhere <laughs> he's just walking through and there's like all these grotesque people like some whore that some guy with no head or apparently just a torso and did you not see Beetlejuice just gonna oh, go yeah. talk to these guys that, that's actually <laughs> why I'm up I didn't write this down, but I just you just jogged my memory. He 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 appears in partial form sometimes, so you'll see like the lower half of uh, Bubba sometimes. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Her. Only the lower half. I, but he'll be, yeah, like in the shadows, like in the I guess oh, okay. somewhere where it's shady. You'll just see his feet and his uh, lower legs. Oh, okay, so it's okay. just just a three-legged apparition. <laughs> Come on! No, he's he's got two legs. Reinhardt. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm that was sorry. bad. But that, I, why lower half? Like, is there anything surrounding this guy at all? Oh, no, you just see the legs in the shadow. Yeah, like, the he's standing in the corner, but you can see his yeah, legs. No, his legs are not in the shadow. Wait, I what? I think it's only his legs aren't in the shadow. No, I'm hmm. I'm just saying, is there anything surrounding this guy's history as far as like who he was when he was alive, how he died, anything? Uh, if there or is, is it just it's just this guy shows up. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's like a a record of how he died. I, I assume he died in the textile mill somehow with the machinery. Oh Lord, he got caught up in one of the widowmakers. Yeah, that's that's my impression. Right. Mm. All right, all right. Um, so, also in Columbia, the uh, University of South Carolina is uh, pretty haunted. And so the first one uh, I'll talk about is uh, one of the former presidents, uh, John, James Ryan McKissick. And uh, supposedly he wanders around the library at night and uh, turns on the lights sometimes. He's buried on the campus, just a few feet from the library. So more of a more of a prankster than a spook. Uh, I I wouldn't even say he's a prankster. He's Flicks just the, flickers he's just, with the lights. Checking. Yeah, and, and there's uh actually the uh, that reminds me of the uh, South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind, which I. Originally, I, I got excited because I looked at the, the building and I thought, oh, this might be a uh, Tartarian. But uh, Reinhardt said, probably not. Oh, no. Well, it was built in the 50s, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, the yeah. 1850s. Um, but it looks Romanesque. Hold on, the um, 1850s or the 1950s? It's 1850s. Yeah, oh, you told me 1950s at first. Uh, that may have been just a typo in Telegram. Could be. Yeah, yeah that, I think so. Okay, so hold on. So 1850s. Let's see a picture of this thing. Uh, so the South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was just a school for the deaf. Then, I guess, uh, a couple of decades later, they uh, started taking That's, in that's interesting because um, in North Carolina, uh, near where my family has some property, there's a huge school for the deaf. This place like, is also very big, and it's like it's kind of surprising because it's like, is there are there really that many? 
Yeah, and, this one's on a huge plot of land too, like a big hill, enormous building. I've always thought, like, are there that many deaf people here? And it, it's just way okay. too big. And it's such an ornate, you know. Structure. It looks similar to the picture you posted, but it's honestly, it's like bigger than that. Yeah, but there, there's many buildings. I mean, I guess oh, a lot. Okay. Of but the campus, it's a very big campus, and there's there's a number of buildings there. Um, but they they have a. Uh, a haunting from a one of the former directors. She was only there for a few years. I forget her name, but she was uh, she was there uh, during the Civil War. And apparently, she was very um, stoic and kind of hard nosed. Mm. And she'll uh, wander around and check on the 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 staff. The tough school marm. Yeah. 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 See how would how would there be any reports here? I mean, these kids like I feel like it would aggravate the crap out of a ghost. They're like walking around. They're knocking on stuff. They're or they're turning on lights. And like this kid can't even see. <laughs> the ghost, yeah. The one ghost can't see it. The other ghost can't hear it. Well, they uh, at the school for the deaf and blind. Apparently, she mostly um, will interact with the um, with the staff. Ah, okay. Ah, right. okay. Uh, loopholes. Yeah, I mean, scaring the normies. You know, it's already decided it can't scare the students. I mean, what's the deaf kid gonna do? Just like wave his hands frantically? Right. I mean, I don't know. Hey. So then, listen. The, Helen the, Keller wrote to, speeches. Okay. <laughs> so, so back to the uh, University of South Carolina. Um, you know, you got the kind of standard, you know, cold spots and lights and stuff. Um, and then you've also got uh, there's a lady uh, believed to be. The daughter of a Dr. Black military man who is murdered by a group of soldiers. The daughter, uh, the doctor's daughter decided to seek out her revenge and avenge her father's death by poisoning the soldiers responsible for his death with uh, poisoned wine. Hmm. How poetic. How, yeah. However, uh, she slipped up and also drank some of the poison wine herself. Ah. And also died. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Gentlemen, I regret to inform you that women. I know, right? Women <laughs> moment. So Gentlemen, it is with great sorrow too. and great sadness that I must inform you, women. <laughs> mm. And I, I was mixing up. I thought I was, I was about to tell this one. So there's another fairly tragic tale relating to the ghost of a young woman who's been seen around campus. Oh, Lord. Apparently, here we go again. Apparently, this girl was raped and killed by Union soldiers during the Civil War. And now uh, she wanders the campus and targets students that hail from the northern states. Based. Yankees BTFO. Right. Well, I mean. I believe, I believe this this story. Yeah, this story. 100%. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of a sudden, Reinhardt's 100% believe women. <laughs> guys, <laughs> there's a fucking ghost in here. <laughs> Yeah, now this, yeah, that's too, the guys. thing is now the students from yeah you can antagonize all the college students from from the north you want because they're all probably Jewish. True, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean Union soldiers raping and killing, I believe it. Oh, I believe that a hundred percent. Absolutely. The I mean, again, if we're believing that the Civil War narrative is correct, which it's not, if we're believing but, that, I one hundred percent believe that Yankees raped. Oh. I mean, yeah. And cannonballs could destroy 
Right, Rognax with me Cashels. on this. Yeah, and cannonballs just destroyed all Stone kinds Cashels. of shit. And, yeah. Yes. Cannonballs, cannonballs, and cannons that were no way that those cannons could have shot those cannonballs. You ever seen little stubby ones? Starving men built star forts. Right. <laughs> Starving men and people without any sort of uh, aerial, um, you know, means with which to do like long distance geometry type stuff. I mean, look, if we're talking about cannons here, at least with the Siege of Malta, they had the uh, whoever was writing that period of history had the good sense to give the Ottomans gigantic anime sized cannons. Oh, dude. Those things are ridiculous. Like, come on. <laughs> that had to be screwed together in like four different parts. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about the little ones. They're like, I mean, they're like huge, like in diameter, but like in length, they're only like four feet long. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Big oh, dump. yeah. You're like, what the hell do these things do? They're like a derringer like the of a cannon. ones they shoot clowns out of it. Right. And midgets. But they're, they're like the derringer of a cannon, you know, except you put a right. derringer in your belt, right? You can't exactly hide a cannon. I don't know. I have a really hard time with with the whole Civil War narrative, especially considering that we do know directed energy weapons exist. We do know that um, history has been doctored. We've been lied to about pretty much everything and likely everything we know before, what, 180 years ago, 160 years ago, whatever is completely false. We know that Paris was lit with electric lights in the 1700s. Right. Things like that. Things like that, you know. But there we were. do believe that Union soldiers, no matter what the actual story is with the Civil War, oh, that yeah. they raped and killed people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they did, yeah. Those Union soldiers, right. Right. So, so, what is, so what does she do? Like, does, does she just scare these guys? Uh, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I assume she's, you know, she's just messing with them in normal, you know, kind of ghostly ways. Well, there's 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 a lot of different ghostly ways. There's the uh, you know the scary ghost. There's the succubi ghost. There's the um, I don't know. I don't know. Or succubi. I don't think succubi are ghosts. Thing, but like there's the there's the flirty ghost. There's the scary ghost. There's the come to teach there's you the a rotting ghost. old woman from the shining ghost. Yeah. There's the come to teach you a lesson ghost. You know. Those ones only this show up. This particular at ghost likes they'll... to stick a feather in their hat and call it macaroni. I don't think <laughs> there's the Kathy Bates and about Schmidt ghost. Hmm. All right. There's so, Patrick Swayze. So I was just building up to, to this one. This is the, uh, the highlight of, uh, university of South Carolina's the third eye man. So back in 1949, there were two students wandering in the tunnels, uh, which are, dubbed the catacombs and uh they saw a man wearing silver clothing silver clothing mm-hmm. hmm. interesting you get a great look at him uh he was uh lifting up a manhole cover uh, i guess going down into the catacombs uh, so one of these uh students was a reporter for the gamecock which is the uh the local paper and next, the following year, uh, one of the campus uh, police officers was making late night rounds, and he found some mutilated chickens, 
and uh, a man wearing silver clothing hunched over them. So hmm. this guy, he uh, with his flashlight, he got a good look at this guy. He said his uh, skin was gray and grotesque, and he had a third eye in the center of his forehead. So he called for backup, but when the second policeman arrived, the third eye man had escaped into the tunnel system. What tunnel system? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's my first question. There are tunnels under the University of South Carolina. And they, they call them the catacombs. Huh. What? And when were They're these built and why? Uh, I haven't seen any explanation for it. Huh. But they're they're now inaccessible. Oh, because of course. Of course. Right. Interesting. So it was almost two decades later before anyone encountered this guy again. So sometime in the 60s, uh, there was a fraternity brothers uh, hazing pledges, and they were down in the catacombs, and they saw what looked like a crippled old man dressed in silver. And when they approached him, the man uh, struck at them with a pipe and knocked one of them down and Whoa. ran off. Whoa. And that was the last, uh, the, the last time anyone's uh, seen this guy. Hmm. Of course, the university claims there's nothing in the service tunnels that shouldn't be there but empty beer bottles. Why would there be empty beer bottles? Like people break in and go down yeah. there to drink. Yeah, no, I I get it, but like you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> why would you admit that? Odd. You know what I mean, it's an odd thing to just admit. Anyhow, uh, that's really odd. Kind of creepy. Third eye, man. Well, okay. How far is this from the asylum? I wonder. Mm. I'm mm. I'm not I'm I'm not trying to like force something that isn't there. But if it's anywhere close, and we know that there were experiments going on in the 50s and 60s, this is around the same time. I mean, it's they're both in Colombia, so. Yeah, they're so they're not far from each other at all. And I wonder where those tunnels connect, because just from a cursory search, um, I was on, I'm sitting here on a forum of, yeah, South Carolina, I don't, I don't know, University of South Carolina, and people sharing some stories and. Basically, they're all like, you know, we tried to get in, we broke in, we got drunk, nothing really cool down there. Nothing gives any sort of explanation as to like how far these things go, or when they were built, or why, where they connect. It's really odd. Yeah. Yeah, there's also uh, tunnels under Charleston, which uh, supposedly, you know, for drainage, because Charleston is below sea level. So right, another no, there yeah, were another for one slaves. of those cities that's built below yeah. below sea level with dikes and whatever. Um, yeah, I knew Charleston had had tunnels underneath it. Um, I actually saw. I think it was Reinhardt. Did you post it or something? Somebody posted something about. I think it's a brewery or like a whiskey um, distillery. It's got like uh, it was me. I, I I may have actually visited it when my wife and I went, and I don't remember. <laughs> no, it was a video of a guy who like owns the building, and they. Like redid it, and there was a tunnel access. Oh, okay. And they closed it off because you know, safe. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like safety or whatever. And it's like, okay, 
So um, you're just going to, you know, admit the fact that there's a tunnel and there's a tunnel system. And, well, you know, then that's it. You know, just moving on, you know. Well, I mean, they tell us that there was an entire railroad under right. there. Yeah. What? what? There was a what? You know, yeah, a, a railroad? Are you, wait a second. What? Stop. What? <laughs> oh, God. Was that actually, so this, so that was her department. Harriet Tubman? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Harriet Tubman. In the underground Amtrak. Oh, I just found something. In the tunnels. Trains. What's that? What'd you find, Reinhardt? So, all right, the stories are true. These catacombs do exist. They are tunnels that link various venues of government and parts of the USC campus, allowing undetected and protected transportation between them. I read of them going uh, back to the war between the states. The third eye man that hangs out at the Longstreet Theater is supposed to reside there. It has played roles in various frat initiations in the past. There are several entry points, and a good person to get talking about this is. You know, they give a, a forum poster name. Um, let's see. There are, from everything I've read so far, there are three sets of tunnels. I don't believe from my research that any of them are now connected. But you have a series under USC, a series that run under Columbia, the larger one, and then a series that run under the Five Points area. I'm guessing that's somewhere in Columbia. Um, the series under Columbia appear to have been connected in parts, but it sounds as though sections were disconnected or dismantled to prevent access to some areas, such as the governor house or the state house. The section under USC appears to be mostly used now for steam pipes and venting and maintenance. It sounds like portions of it are lit and well-maintained. Hmm. Hmm. This seems like a good time to bring up the mysterious earthquakes from earlier this year. Yeah, so what happened there? Uh, it's a mystery. Okay. okay. I mean, what, in, what? In, in three different locations, they've pulled up uh, three different, um, what was it? I think the highest one was like 3.3 on the Richter scale, something like that. I could be, I know that's a meme number, but... Uh, it was it was somewhere around that, um, but yeah, there's no fault lines, and so you got these. You know, there's a local news story where they're interviews some geologists, and they say, "Well, there's no fault lines anywhere around here, so we don't it know." Be happening. Hmm. Yeah, these are pretty pretty far spread out, so uh, you know, who who knows? Uh, you know where where these are originating from. That's hmm. really interesting. That is strange. Yeah, because if there's no fault lines, there's no geological explanation. There's no official narrative that could be brought out that actually makes sense. Yeah, they've they've got nothing. Hmm. Now, did that stop them from creating a story, or did they just say these earthquakes happened and that's it? No, they just said we don't know. Huh. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. It's a good thing I'm wearing my Paranormies tinfoil t-shirt. Oh, are you? You finally got your shirts. Yay. Yes. Finally got my shirts from dissidentapparel.com, which you can access also through paranormies.com. That's right. You can buy our cool shirts there, and they are very cool. You can walk around and tell people how many sheets of tinfoil come in a Paranormies box of tinfoil. 
Sweet. I'll have yeah. new shirts, new Paranormy shirts for my uh, fiance to steal. Nice. Very nice. Yes. All right. Moving along. Um, yeah, Reinhardt's pressing X a lot tonight, you guys. I, did I did I not just do research here on the catacombs? I mean, but still, you know, you're not you're not pressing X on the Bigfoot sightings. I'm not pressing. I don't press X very easily on cryptid sightings. I take those very seriously. Yes, cryptid sightings are very, very serious. Wait, wait, wait. wait. At the beginning of this, when we came back from the break, you mentioned a black ghost. Yes. Well, we had Jogger Ghost, remember? Well, there's Jogger Ghost, but... That's confirmation. Who's who's the black ghost? Uh, You'll have to give me a moment. That's fine. Oh, he's going to do an impression. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to come back. I've got him right here. (laughs) Funny you should say that. (laughs) (laughs) Starts channeling. Uh, I need like intermission music. Uh oh. What did you? Uh, can we? Uh, maybe maybe let me talk about uh, more cryptids and let's then talk about that'll buy me stuff. some time. Yeah, let's talk about cryptids. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, well this this isn't a cryptid, but uh, this is uh, one of the the ghost stories that you see most often if you if you look up you know hauntings in South Carolina there's a there's a bridge uh, which is in Anderson South Carolina and uh, it's known as Crybaby Bridge there's different accounts of how this uh, came to be haunted but um, people say you can hear a baby crying off of uh off of the, somewhere near the bridge and what um the most interesting thing i've seen about it um besides there the people have seen apparitions of the woman looking for her child uh but the bridge uh it slopes and i couldn't tell you which way it slopes but if you put your car in neutral people say your car will roll uphill really there's a few different places like that that I'm aware of um, what is, in the southeast. What does that mean about gravity? Um, we know gravity's fake. Come on. Doesn't that like prove gravity or something? Except the proof of the rule. So this one's interesting. There's a, This one's called the Ghost Hound of Goshen. This one's definitely not friendly, um, but it hasn't it hasn't attacked anyone. Uh, that there's no there's no reports anyway. Um, but supposedly, uh, it was first seen in the 1850s by a young slave boy, and it is a um, oversized dog uh, that's uh, white, and uh, supposedly has red eyes. And uh, it's supposedly a an uh, an omen of death. So if you see this, you know, means uh, you're not going to last very long. It's, it's like a like a 
customized a different skin hellhound, essentially. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because isn't there something like this from like Celtic or, or at least mythology in like the British Isles? I'm not well? sure specifically, but I know that there's stories about like big black dogs with red eyes that are omens of death. I think that that might even be a motif in the Harry Potter series. That that is one, yeah. I think it's called the Grim. Um, yeah, oh boy. that sounds interesting. Oh boy, oh, so no, that's, first an, that's enough for that talk. What? Harry Potter. I heard the words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was relevant. It's Speaking of young, young abused boys, so little Titus saw this when he was running out to the lemonade stand, huh? In the 1850s. Oh, boy. Yeah, little Jamiroquai. So, <laughs> apparently, the last time this dog was seen was 98. Mm-hmm. 1998? Yeah, 1998. No, well, 19, it could have been 1898. <laughs> it could be 1898. You're, you're right. No, 1998. Um, nobody knows what happened, but yeah, it it doesn't seem that this thing bites anybody. It just kind of prowls. So I mean, it's not it's it's not even as dangerous as the Loveland Frogman. <laughs> it does not cop a feel, no. Right. I mean, the Frogman at least sexually molests people. <laughs> He is a Yankee. Yeah, at least. He's from Ohio, dude. I mean, like, you know. That's Ohio, dude. Like, coming to Ohio, get molested by our cryptids. Eat some chili with chocolate in it. It's like that meme that we've seen, like, cryptids in, in Britain versus cryptids in America. <laughs> right. You know what? I, I need to make that. I'm going to edit that. And add a Loveland Frogman instead. Instead of the nasty freaking Skinwalker uh, uh, Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. rape your corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's it's you know it's blonde beard guy and like fully kitted out, you know. With right. Like, it's with like, like you want you want to hit my family this time. You. Yeah, bastard. it's got like nods and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the woods. Okay. All right. So I found it. It's, that uh, was a filibuster right there, guys. That was a filibuster. Round of a golf clap real quick, guys. Golf clap. Good filibuster. All right. All right. Battle so block. Converse Go ahead, buddy. College, uh, Evans Building at the Converse College in Spartanburg. Oosh. This was, this was originally a black high school. Oh, and, Converse uh, College, you don't say. Right. <laughs> uh, later turned into an office building. And uh, the basketball court is still there. Mm. No, naturally, because you need that. Because you need that when you're writing insurance plans. The one building they were ever in. (laughs) Uh, From the upper balcony, you can hear the squeaks of tennis shoes and the sound of dribbling late at night. Oh boy! I mean, that's just like the local residents breaking in. Yeah. Can you smell like mango blunt too? (laughs) I mean, I, I think that would be like a more modern thing, to be honest. Um. No, you you just smell massive bo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to have a black high school, that would you know that would probably be, uh, at least late eighteen hundreds. Like that would that would have to be like the earliest, right? I'm trying to think of when. Well, yeah, when were they allowed to go to school? Uh, hmm. yeah, they would have their own schools, you know, for. 
Right. Up, right. Up well, until I wonder like, why. The okay, so why would the school be haunted in only in the gym? Um, did like were blacks murdered in the gym? Did blacks die in the gym? Were there athletes that were there? Was somebody died a basketball game? You know. Well, it, it doesn't seem to always work that way. Sometimes it's like you know, if 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 a person you know, frequented a certain, certain location, mm. then that, that will be where they, they haunt. Yeah, I guess. Is this, this is starting to sound like coach Carter, the, the horror movie. <laughs> uh, also the first black high school was opened in 1870. Okay. So post 1870s, black high schools were a thing. Yeah. I didn't know it was that early. Actually. I thought it would be like 1920. Uh, this one's interesting. So in Somerville, this is called the uh, Somerville Light. The uh, The story goes, a woman had a husband who was a conductor for the railroad, and he worked nights. So at midnight every night, people would always see her there waiting by the tracks with his his lunch. Um, she, I don't know why they say lunch. And a lantern. Um, and one night he never showed up. And she was told that the uh, train had derailed and he was beheaded. Oh, no. So even though they buried him, she never accepted that he was dead. And so every night she would she would still go to the train tracks with her lantern. And what was her relationship uh, to the guy? Was her husband? uh, Yeah. Husband and wife. Okay, Husband and wife. Okay. Yeah, so um, she kept going until her own death. And uh, now, supposedly, when you go to this uh, location by the the train tracks, uh, just before midnight, all the natural sounds will stop. So you'll, you know, you'll hear crickets and frogs and, you know, breeze blowing and all that will stop a few minutes before midnight Hmm. and then see the light and, uh, and then the light will come towards you. And if you stick around, it will, um, it will start chasing you and people, uh, jump in their car and the, the light will come up to their car and, and actually hit it and apparently, uh, leave dents in their bumper in what? the shape of so a lamp. The light attacks them. Yeah. Damn. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of like the Willow the Wisp or like, you know, like orbs yeah. or whatever, but never like, you know, aggressively being attacked by a glowing orb that well, actually physically damaged people, your vehicle. Like, yeah. I've heard of orbs like chasing people, but never causing physical damage. Yeah. I mean, like following. I don't know about chasing, but you know. Well, I've I've heard a couple stories. Well, uh, Matt from Redgate, uh, there was oh, that story right. Right. Uh, that he was uh, the people that he had interviewed were chased by these lights. So, like, it does happen apparently. But yeah, this this is completely different. Yeah. One thing that strikes me with this one too is the claim that before midnight, all the natural sounds around you will stop. And to me, that is a telltale sign that there's something real. Now, when it comes to a cryptid, that means there's an apex predator 
cryptids or you know the animal kingdom there's an apex predator around right uh, something that nothing literally nothing wants to make a sound right or make a move make a sound you know anything right don't let now this thing, something yep. spectral hmm. i mean we know animals are are attuned to certain oh, yeah. frequencies oh, yeah. dogs, dogs can pick up on things. dogs can pick up on earthquakes and that kind of stuff right so Apparently, sniff out cancer too. What's that? Apparently, dogs can sniff out cancer. Certain dogs. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I think they're just smelling the the demonic parasites in in our bodies. I think that's what it is. Um, I, yeah, it's like you know, drug dogs. Like your dogs. I the people told like they're only trained to sniff one thing. Like everything else is confusing. Well, supposedly the ones the ones that they use out in the field, they don't. They're not trained to sniff anything. They're just trained to signal. Right. They're trained. To, they're trained to hit when they when the guy wants to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they give him the signal, the dog the dog's like, "Yep, there's my signal. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one." And then they search whatever bag they wanted to search in the first place. Right. Yeah. Until you're a though. There was no drugs in the vehicle, and yet they somehow the dog signaled. Right. Right. They probably just have like a, a whistle clicker or something in their pocket. Oh, they they definitely do. Yeah. Anyway. Damn cops. Yeah. I mean, he was on the other side of the car, so he couldn't even see the dog. So. <laughs> anyway. uh, this one's even spookier. Uh, in Woodruff, they call this place uh, Seven Devils Bridge. Oh, this yeah. That's a- the one where like people, you have, for some reason, you have to walk across it. Um. Uh, yeah, it says you you your car will break down at uh, midnight. Yeah, and then uh, if you um, if you attempt to cross it at midnight, uh, you you just you just can't. And that's kind of weird. It sounds like some sort of demonic energy. Somebody died there. I guess seven men were hanged off that bridge. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I remember I, I can't remember where it was, but there's a church somewhere in South Carolina where um I think it's an abandoned church and it has stuff in it and you you, you can go in and um objects that you pick up will become too heavy to, to hmm. carry out. Wow. Man, there's there's so much spoopy stuff in South Carolina. There's that story about the um I tried to find it earlier and I still can't find it, but, uh, the something to do with the satanic cult and child kidnapping. And you know, that that's been a thing in South Carolina a few times. Um, you know, not just haunted stuff. There's been like legitimate, like cult type, you know, evil shit going on as well. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see anything directly about that, about the, uh, what was it? Um, I think Spartanburg, the old uh, tuberculosis hospital. Mm. Um, they tore the place down, and apparently there had been like, uh, I could, don't quote me on this, but I think there were uh, there were actual like satanic rituals in this place. But the uh, the thing that kind of gives me pause is they built a playground. They've tore the building down. No, and they built a playground directly on the footprint of the building, and what so people, the hell? yeah, and people are seeing. You know, they're encountering all kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, spirits at, at this playground. Hmm. 
So I, I think, you know, there were there was some purpose to actually putting it on this exact same spot. I would not take my son to that place if you paid me a million dollars. Hell no. Nope. Yeah, that not doesn't sound happen. that doesn't sound fun at all. That sounds like a really bad playground to take your kid to. Um, oh my god. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Well and and uh, you know, along the lines of ritual stuff, you know, there was that um, that Catholic priest who died a few years ago that was found. I think it was it was for the last few years of his life he was uh, dealing with accusations, and I don't know if there were ever any trials or inquests or anything. I think he was protected um, by another pedophile priest, but uh, he and his partner in the parish down in, in South Carolina had taken part in like satanic ritual pedophilia and kidnapping and stuff. Um, absolutely terrible. Hmm. But. Yeah, I can't seem to find anything else on this tuberculosis hospital other than. Uh, There's hardly anything yeah, on the internet. A lot of people died there, but well, once TV went away, the hospital wasn't necessary anymore. Right. And I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't. I didn't have enough time to figure out. Like, there is supposedly a tuberculosis hospital in Spartanburg. And then one in Greenville, but I couldn't tell if it was the same place. They're they're like twenty miles apart. Yeah, so Greenville I, and Spartanburg are very close together, so it could be the very same place. Yeah, yeah, and I think the maximum capacity was like one hundred and forty people. Interesting. And that's not even that big, you know. Right. That didn't. didn't um. Know anything about that one? Hmm. So before we start wrapping everything up, because I know I know we've you know we're getting close here, um, there are some big creatures, uh, cryptids, and things that have been sighted in South Carolina. I mean, the cryptid sightings are as numerous as the hauntings, it seems, and the like traditional folklore creatures too. I mean, they go back a long ways. Um, right. Do we want to talk about a couple of those? Yeah, definitely. Definitely talk about the cryptids. I mean, I know there's Bigfoot sightings. You just pulled up in the Skype uh, two recent Bigfoot sightings. You know, I mean, that's always... Uh, yeah. Bigfoot's always a good time. Yeah, one of them was actually July 5th, and the other one was August 2nd, so it was only, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, there was a, a forester that was out there who reported a hearing uh, hearing a knocking noise and a strange smell, which, as we know from Bigfoot sighting, strange smell mm-hmm. usually seems to accompany. Um, this was in Clover or near Clover, York County. Hmm. Um, and he also said he found a large area of grass that was compressed as if something large is sleeping there regularly. That was his quote. Um. And the other sighting was in Beaufort County in the Hunting Island State Park. Oh, because, of course, it's in a state park. Um, so this person was in their car, and they said that they saw a creature walking on the side of the road in front of their car. And it said it happened very quickly as the creature disappeared into the lush jungle. Um, but it was actually a daytime sighting that had multiple eyewitnesses. Hmm. So that that's always one that, that that 
should be on everybody's radar. You know, daytime sighting and multiple people seeing it. Um, that's pretty, pretty interesting, actually, <laughs> and recent. Um, yeah, so, uh, we got some other cryptids here. Uh, the lizard man, I think is probably the, the, the most interesting. Um, so June 29th, 1988, around 2 AM, a, uh, 17 year old, uh, black guy named Christopher Davis had a, uh, blowout on his tire. And so he, he was changing his tire, and just as he was finishing up, a thumping approached him from behind. So when he turned to uh, check it out, he saw a seven-foot-tall creature running towards him. And this is a, uh, uh, a creature that's covered in black hair, but he had very uh, distinct lizard claws um on his hands and feet so so three three claws on uh, both his hands and his feet hmm. things running towards him and it's got red eyes and um he jumps in the car and the thing he locks the door and just right after he locks the door the thing's pulling on the handle and they jumped on the hood of the car um onto the roof i should say and so he sees the claws you know scratching um, at his, uh, you know, at, at his window and, uh, eventually throws the thing off, you know, just by swerving around. And, uh, this, this was featured in the, the local paper. This was in, uh, Bishopville, South Carolina. Hmm. Uh, couldn't tell you where that is. Uh, and I've, I've seen a little bit more about this over the past, maybe 10, 15 years or so. As far as the lizard man goes, I mean, there have been a lot of sightings and a lot of like car maulings too. Uh, yeah, people have had like their front bumper ripped off. Yeah, he even lifted up someone's hood and chewed on their uh, their wires. That, that sounds what? That sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a, there's a bunch of uh, three toed footprints people have seen, and even uh, on people's vehicles, they've they've seen like muddy. Uh, lizard man footprints. Hmm. So this thing does not like vehicles. Is this the Ted Kaczynski of cryptids? It's definitely a Luddite. <laughs> Where's Dogbot when you need him? Right. This should be his favorite. <laughs> but yeah, this <clears throat> this is one I I don't know where Bishopville is either, but I know that area wherever it is is um Number one is pretty rural, small town areas, and there have been a lot of sightings. They've had town hall meetings. I mean, everybody around there pretty much knows there's something out there. Right. So, I mean, what 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 could this even be? Like, rept- uh, reptilian, the immediate thought for a lot of people is like, oh, reptilian, Nephilim, whatever. But... It's covered in hair too. Yeah, it's covered in hair, but it's the lizard man. So chimera. I and mean, what? What do you guys think, Johnny? Uh, yeah, chimera, possibly if if real. 
Hudson? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. It sounds like some sort of weird chimera. If real. Yeah, if real, of course. Yeah, if if real. Battle of what what what's your take being from, well, you know? I mean, I I fully believe it. So I, I'm just, you know, okay. I'm just throwing that out there. But um, I have no idea. I mean, it could be something from, you know, prehistory that that just somehow is somehow survived. got left behind. Yeah, maybe it's uh, I don't want to say immortal, but, you know, it, it, I don't know if they, there may be more than one, but it's just like it's just in this one little spot. Right. In this like, what is it? What is Where are they eating? <laughs> like, how, you know, have there been like uh, so it I mean, could really, be something from underground, I guess. Right. Or it could be like a Bigfoot. You know, I, I'm convinced that Bigfoot is a um, it, a, a spirit being. I think they're able to traverse, you know, between the material and the, the spirit world. Yeah, so, I yeah, I think so. Oh, go ahead. So too. Yeah, I, I agree. I've heard <clears throat> a lot of stories over the past couple of years of people coming out with um, more psychic and metaphysical encounters with Bigfoot than ever before. Um, it's Battlebot, while you were talking, uh, this this could be you know a, a race or something unto itself that you know has survived this long. When you hear stories like Dogman or uh, Bigfoot, there have been sightings of multiples of these creatures in in one area. Like Dogman, I've heard stories of there being like seven or eight in one little area packed in in one sighting. This it's it's only ever just one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we don't know if it's the same one. That's true. But there haven't been sightings of multiples of these creatures. Maybe they're just not pack hunters. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got turtles that live, you know, how long? 150 years or something. So, could just be that they, they live a really long time. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't know how long the queen lived, honestly. uh so uh we also got in a man-made lake uh a what what they call messy (laughs) the lake murray monster hold on that's right in a yeah it's in a man-made lake see this one this one right off the bat i'm gonna say nah no okay a man-made lake now there's I mean, some sort of cryptid. Well, there's some man-made lakes that are huge that you would never even know were man-made lakes. Mm. Like Lake James in uh, North Carolina. It's like, I think it's like the biggest man-made lake, but you would never even know it was man-made unless, I mean, you already knew that. But right. But I don't know what this one looks like. I'm just saying. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think there's any sort of ancient cryptid living in a man-made lake. It could have moved there. I mean, he saw the around. new property, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know. Come on, kids. So, We're packing up. I'm, Saturday's moving day. <laughs> <laughs> I see, uh, I think two. Yeah, I've got two um, encounters with this thing. Okay. Um, surely, let's see. First sighting in 1933 in, uh, w- oh, no. Maybe it's three. So we got Gilbert Little of Ballantyne, South Carolina, claiming to have seen something large 
swimming in the lake. And then the most famous encounter, uh, which is written in a uh, book called uh, Weird Carolinas, uh, something attacked the boat of Buddy and Shirley Browning. The couple had been fishing with their friend Cord Brazel when something the size of an alligator, uh, but Buddy says definitely not an alligator, aggressively approached them. Said it tried to climb into the boat. Hmm. And uh, Buddy beat it off with a paddle. <laughs> Uh, although, uh, buddy didn't know what the creature was, he docked and went back to his house for a shotgun. We we're going to go back after it and claim it, but we never did see it again. Hmm. In 1980, the newspaper, the independent news described Messi as a combination of a snake and something prehistoric. And then okay. in 1990, retired army general Marvin B. Corder claimed to uh, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources that he and his son encountered a serpent-like creature about 40 to 60 feet long with the tail of an eel. Okay, so that describes two totally to different 60 feet. things. Yeah, one was 12, one was 40 to 60. What was the guy's name from the first story? It was something really weird. Cord? The first? Something. Cord Brazel? Cord and Brazel? Cord Brazel. Cord Brazel. K O R D. Yep. Hmm. That name alone is. I knew sus. a guy named Cord once. <laughs> K O R. You knew a guy named K O R D. No, his was spelled C H. He had a very musical family. Uh, okay. I think he went on okay. to be on that show Glee. Oh Lord. He was definitely. Touched in places that you don't want to tell your doctor about. Yeah. But no, it's a name. It's a name. Sure. Cord. Also, it could have been black, and I mean, we know how they spell their names. Right. His right. mom didn't know what to name him, and she just looked around the room, and the first thing she saw was the umbilical cord, and she was like, a cord. Oof. All right, all right. All right. Well, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to wrap this one up pretty soon there. BattleBot, do we have anything really quick we can throw in at the end? Uh, yeah, the, the pink mess of Whoa. Goose Creek Lagoon. The pink mess from uh, where? Goose Creek. Goose Creek. <laughs> okay, Goose Creek Lagoon. It's, That's funny. It's Did you say the pink mist or the pink mess? mess? Pink mess. Mess, okay. as in like hot mess, as in like that's a mess type of thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The pink mist is what happens when you shoot something with the browning 50 cal. <laughs> Uh, December 7th, 1948, in the St. Peter oh. Times, uh, that's a Florida newspaper, uh, recounted a 20-year-old story by novelist and naturalist Herbert Ravenel Sass, who witnessed a pink amphibious mess in floodwaters near the Goose Creek Lagoon. According to Sass's account, he and his wife were in a flat-bottom boat when they saw, moving through the waters, this is, quote, um, Moving through the waters, growths beneath the surface and in an indeterminate shape. When the boat was almost over the shape, Sass slipped a paddle under it and lifted it above the water. Quote, it was very heavy and the thickness of a man's lower thigh, <laughs> a of a bright salmon pink and orange color. How long it was, I don't know, because both ends remained underwater. Uh, close quote. 
Although Sass and his wife didn't see a head or tail, they both saw a pair of legs, like an alligator's or a salamander's. It may be fantastic to suggest, uh, the newspaper quoted Sass as saying, that there exists in these Carolina swamps and lagoons a species of giant amphibian of which no specimen has yet been taken. Hmm. And uh, I just remembered I, there was also a mermaid that got captured. So I don't know if you want to get into that. Press an X on that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then uh, the boo hags, which I haven't, I haven't gone into that yet. All right. What's the, what are the boo hags? Let's do the boo hags and we got to get out of here. All right, so boo hags. <laughs> well, we don't are, actually uh, have to get out of here, but boo hags are. Uh, I think they're they're succubi. Hmm. These are um, a I get, possibly came along with the uh, the slaves from uh, Southern Africa with uh, you know their hoodoo. Right. And now, uh, a the second. story. Succubi, it, you mean male succubus? <laughs> <laughs> yes no I was like wow not only are you not only are you a bad troll but you're retarded <laughs> anyway uh, yeah so uh they um they're basically sleep paralysis demons right and uh they possibly only affect uh the Gullah people or, or these you know the the blacks um, Gola slash Geechee. So I've only encountered, uh, people around here call themselves, uh, Geechee. The Geechee people. Yeah. Now describe what the Geechee people are. Uh, Geechee and Gola, as far as I can tell, are, are basically interchangeable, but they just have different terms based on ge- geography. No, what, what are they? Well, they're, they're, uh, at least in, uh, the Charleston area, they are, um, descendants of escaped slaves. So there's escaped slaves that, that kind of formed their own colony um, to the east of Charleston. And so they kind of have their own space there. And you see them, uh, they have little uh, booths where they sell sweet grass. Um, Are they, they like the black Amish or something? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, some of them farm, I guess, but they're, mm. You know, they they, uh, they do have a history of um, uh, masonry, I guess. A lot of them uh, built, or at least, Actual you know, masonry, not like Prince Hall Masons. Well, I, I don't know if they, <laughs> I don't think they did the architecture, but uh, but they did apparently stack bricks, you know, sure. for a lot of the buildings. Sure. Uh, Charleston. Well, Charleston. So they're into Enochian mysticism. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Reinhardt? So they're into Enochian mysticism. Ah, yes. Enochian mysticism to close out the show. Right. <laughs> so the, the boo hags will uh, apparently lay on a man's chest at night and attempt to suck their life energy out through their mouth, through their breath. So, uh, are you sure these Sorry, just aren't like so wives much. and kids? <laughs> I mean... Because I know like guys that feel like that way every day like that the life is slowly the getting sucked out of them. Well, they, they apparently will take uh, a woman's skin. So they'll, they'll, uh, Oh Lord. They'll take over a woman, a woman's body, like possess her, I guess. So she's no longer who she was. And, uh, that I read a story of, uh, 
you know, this guy, he, he found out his wife was a boo hag or somebody told him this. And so he uh, looked around the house and he found his wife's skin under the stairs and he was told to, to put salt and pepper on it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, well, just season it real good. Just season it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so wearing, the boo hag. Like, yeah, wearing his skin like a coat, like the ancient Irish. Yeah. And you know how those blacks love their seasonings. Right. Seven spices. Right. That's they taught us how to, you know, how to season. Stop. Stop. Yeah, white people. I told I mean, two we people. couldn't fight these things because we just cover their skin in mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, because you know mayonnaise be too spicy. And so he, he once he put the salt, you know, the mm-hmm. the skin I guess dried out, and so the the spirit when it came back, it wasn't able to get back into the skin because the skin had dried out. It wasn't put in the in the case properly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's a number of ways you can uh, deter them, like uh, putting a broom by your door, or a brush, or that's uh, all. A bowl of sand or rice, because they're I guess they have OCD and they have to count things. Okay. So they'll, they'll have to count the bristles of the the broom, or uh, or if you have like rice in a bowl, they have to count all the grains of rice. And then uh, in the daylight, uh, they they're I guess they're a combination of a sleep paralysis demon and a, a vampire, because the daylight will kill them. Interesting. Well, that's just kind of, I don't know. They lay on top of you, try to suck the life out of you. Um, they're kind of vampires. The light is, I mean, you know, they definitely could be, I mean, do these people have any, any like particular form? Are they like a, are they a spirit or is this like a, can enter your house through any small opening. So okay. it could be okay. just a crack or even they, they can come in through the keyhole. Great. Uh, really any, any tiny opening they can come in. And uh, if you, if you put salt like around your bed, that'll, that'll keep them at bay. Like how do you, okay. When was the last time a boo hag was sighted or encountered? Uh, I haven't seen any like reported encounters, but I have seen anecdotes of uh, people that say, oh, yeah, I painted my house for like there's another way to deter them, which is a particular um, color of paint, which is is, I guess, uh, similar to water. So you I guess you can also they they can't cross bodies of water. Um, So they call this stuff haint blue, uh, which I guess comes from it's it's uh, derived from the same word as haunt. And so Hmm. uh they actually sell in the paint stores, uh, paint blue, and you can paint your window sills, and that will supposedly prevent them from coming into your house. But you got to have blue window sills now, so yeah. Hmm. Or some people put it on their porch, like on the ceiling of the porch. That seems to work. Interesting. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Yes, the sky blue ceiling. I have heard of this. Keeps away certain Interesting. things. I have heard this. Yes. Oh, also newspapers. If you put newspapers on the wall, they have to <laughs> they have to read the newspaper. They have to read the newspaper. You have to put them in the wall. Though, imagine you have to imagine up getting up to pee and going downstairs, and you just see this thing like no skin, nothing. It's just this red, disgusting hunk of demonic trash. Just reading your newspaper, reading your newspaper, and counting the bowl of rice you left on the counter. I would just I would just look at that thing and be like, man, you you are one sad piece of crap, and go back to bed. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, if you catch them on your chest, though, if you wake up while they're sucking your breath, then they'll kill you. Wow. 
Well, that sucks. I mean, if you wake up during the procedure. Yeah. So if you wake up yeah. during the procedure don't, of them trying to kill you, they're going to kill you. Over many days or months. Damn. All right. Well, watch out for boo hags, guys. Make sure you bring the salt to bed or something. Um, battle bot, people man. say, don't let the hag ride you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Gross. Um, thanks right for coming then. on, dude. Uh, we are well into the third hour of South Carolina spoop. We always do this. There is so much stuff to talk about with all these States, uh, except for, what was it? New Jersey. Cause New Jersey is just terrible. It was the pine barrens <laughs> and that was it. Um, New Jersey sucks. Yeah, New Jersey. They got the Jersey Devils, right? And Jersey Devil was just some sort of a feral bat from Africa. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was That's real a feral thing. things from Africa be haunting. Yeah, but anyway, um, we always have too much stuff. Like when we did Ohio, we missed a whole lot of stuff. Florida, we missed a whole lot of stuff. So, um, I don't think we're gonna have to revisit South Carolina. I think we covered it pretty pretty thoroughly. Other than that one, we didn't cover the satanic panic stuff because that was really big in South Carolina. Um, yeah. And there was there, there was, was a lot of child trafficking that went on. And I want to say it was Aiken, but I could be wrong. If anybody knows, oh, if anybody knows, if it was like Berea or Aiken or something, there was a, there was this, it had to do with tunnels and it had to do with children and it had to do with trafficking. So there you go. If somebody could find that out and send it to the email or to our telegram or something, that would be awesome. All right. Uh, BattleBot has a telegram. He's got a cool gardening channel. Tell us a little bit it's about it. It's called uh, Smart Gardening Ideas. Yes. And you nice. just hit, what, like 5,000 subs? Yeah, just just recently passed 5,000. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Good for you. Congratulations, bro. Nice. All right. And then I, I've also got a music channel that I I only have a, like eight followers on. That <laughs> I, uh, I just post kind of random music stuff that I do with the guitar usually. Yes. BattleBots House of Vibes. If you want to check it's that called out. what? BattleBots House of Vibes. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, go, go subscribe to BattleBots channels. Also subscribe to ours. I'm, it's getting late. I'm getting tired. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my ability to speak. It's falling apart quickly. But uh, we are going to take off, get out of here. There will be a creepy pasta following in this. Go check us out on our website, paranormies.com. The RSS is there. The links are there. The links to the shirts, the links to the telegrams, the links to all the things. All right. We will see you at the next Nationalist Inquirer live on Tuesday night on Pilled, DLive, and Odyssey. Until then, we'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. Friend not in the story tells us about a place to get palm readings. Lifting Buddy and I go get palms read. Show up at this shady-ass place at 10 in the morning wearing our workout gear. Ghost bitch is already myron. Stereotypical scraggly gypsy woman shakes our hands and seats us at the table with a crystal ball. Asks us who wants to go first. Hispanic heritage kicks in and I nope at the last minute. Friend chads up to the plate. Woman grabs his hand. He flexes slightly. Woman goes from smiling to horrified. Starts grabbing and studying his hand like a last will. Feeling weird, man. Tells my friend he's got something following him. 
asked if he did any Ouija voodoo bullshit. Says he smashed a hole in the wall when he was drunk lifting at home. Says there was some type of decorative skull behind it that he now uses as a decoration in his bedroom. Gypsy lets us leave without paying. At the gym 30 minutes later. Spotting friend while he benches. Some newbie dumbasses curling next to us. Like, no joke, six inches away from us. Dude slips up and swings a 20s holding at friend's head. Throws the bar up and ducks just in time. Almost impale myself trying to catch the bar. Newbie apologizing while my friend gets back up and I'm still shitting myself. Tell friend he should go home. Friend looks unfazed and wants to continue. Leave to Abuela's sister's house and get some sage and silver. Go back to gym and give it a, to a friend. Next day. Friend looks happier than normal. Tells me some shit went down at his house. Says that the power was dead even though his bills were paid and the rest of the neighborhood had power. Heard rattling of silverware. Uses his flashlight app to see. Saw a silhouette of someone crawl under the kitchen counter. Nothing under the counter, not even shelves. Friend doesn't believe in Ouija shit and believes it's an intruder or an animal. Friend grabs his pull-up bar and gets ready for sweet fit justice. Yells obscenities while patrolling his house. Says he sees what looks like small humanoid crouched in his living room. Gives zero fucks and tosses the pull-up bar at the window. Shatters like lanklet kneecaps squatting. Thing nowhere in sight. Friend then starts to consider Ouija shit. Calls other friends for advice. Our lifting group has some odd characters. Johnny answers and tells him to burn the sage and carry the silver. Says he'll be by with some holy water. Drops it off. I'll call my grandmother tomorrow to help. She's one of our medium people. Friend sits down on his couch while the couch while the house still smells like old. Watches American Dad. Looks at Sage. Dried up and out. Goes to his pocket for the silver. Fucking melted. Instead of warm, it was cold. Starts to see something dart back and forth across the room. TV goes off and static comes on. Says high-pitched screaming fills the house. Friend gets mildly annoyed. Walks over the weight room and smashes the skull against the wall in a fluid motion. Like, imagine walking into a room, tipping over a vase, then going back to what you were doing. He did that except he threw a skull against the wall. Says house shook, screaming got higher and then stopped. Lights go off again. Hears numerous footsteps getting closer to him. Tells me he's mildly freaked out at this point. I'm very concerned that he said mildly. Says he doused himself in holy water and starts swinging as hard as he could into the darkness. Only hears the wind breaking on his fists. Says he heard footsteps getting further away from him. Screams, Nuh-uh! Starts running around the house and swinging into the darkness. Fucks up his living room in the process. Tells me he swears he made contact with something fleshy a few times. Doesn't remember falling asleep. Wakes up and goes to the gym and tells me this the next day. Friend goes outside to make frequent calls throughout his routines. Ask him if he's trying to get in touch with a priest. Tells me he's been calling his home phone and leaving angry voice messages for the ghosts. Says he would buy a snake just to flatten it out with a rolling pin until it dies. <laughs> Friend goes back home again. Fast forward a few days. Looks completely normal. Ask Johnny if lifting buddy was alright. 
tells me it's disturbing how well he's handling the situation. Says he went to Lifting Buddy's house to check up on the sitch. Feels a presence, but it feels scared. Lifting Buddy walks out of the bathroom naked, wiping his ass with a Ouija board towel. Throws it on the floor and kicks it into the living room. Pours more holy water in, on it, then takes it outside to burn it. Asks friend if he's hungry. Uh, sure. Says he pulls out an open Ouija board he bought at Spencer's and uses as a fucking cutting board. Says he repeatedly stabbed the cutting knife into the board when he was not using it. Breaks the board in half after he's done chopping up tomatoes, then throws it in the trash. Washes his hands, then pisses in the trash can. Even I think this is disrespecting the spirits too much. They both eat gri grilled chicken salad, then Johnny leaves. Says on the way out, Lifting Buddy goes into the lifting room and puts another crucifix on the wall. I'm putting Jesus on this wall and I'll be back to fucking masturbate on my bench press while thinking about Lucifer's whore daughter. Punches a hole in the wall before leaving. Johnny calls his abuela that night. Abuela goes to Lifting Buddy's house with a priest the next day. Says her abuela and the priest were both amazed and disturbed with how Lifting Buddy is fighting the situation. Priest actually cowered and mired Lifting Buddy pissing naked on the satanic Bible he bought at some, at some shady bookstore. Tells Priest he walks around naked a lot lately and talks shit about Satan. Priest leaves before cleansing. Abuela stays to do her medium thing. Tries to contact the spirits. Says it was a group of entities that were very pissed that their shrine was disturbed. Tells her that they have no power since Lifting Buddy isn't remotely scared of anything they've done. Lifting Buddy walks back into the weight room with a dead snake. Abuela says the entities scatter like roaches. Check out what I found on the street this morning. Takes a bite out of apple. It's a fucking dead snake. Throws the snake on the floor. Puts holy water, then salt on it. Kicks it into the carpet a few times before peeling it off and throwing it in the trash can in the kitchen. Abuela is WTFing at this man's mental strength or ignorance. Tries to contact the spirits again. They keep running from her. Finally talks to one. Says they are scared of lifting buddy. Ghosts are scared of my bulky friend. Abuela asks what could make them pass on. Says they did black magic to get revenge on some asshole landlord from way back when. Says they had incriminating shit to shame his family within the wall with the skull. Abuela tells Lifting Buddy what he needs to do. Lifting Buddy goes into the weight room. Makes a hole in the wall bigger by throwing a 15 through the wall. Finds a folder with records or some shit. I'm not lying about any of this, I swear, and especially this next part. Lifting Buddy flips through the papers and wipes his balls with it. Abuela horrified. Crumples them up and throws them in the corner of the room. Tells the spirits to piss off, then punches another hole in the wall. Total of 13 holes at this point. Abuela says, may God have mercy, in Spanish, and then leaves. Goes back to Lifting Buddy's house a month later. Immediately goes to the weight room. More holes than wall, destroyed AF. But like Halo descending from the heavens, the bench press and squatting rack are still there. Tries to contact the spirits. Nothing. Smiles and asks my friend if he did what needed to be done. Again, not lying about any of this. 
tells Abuela he uncrumpled the papers and got the address of this bastard. Papers were only from 60 years ago, so the guy was still alive, just old as dust. Finds the address of this guy in some sort of mansion. Knocks on the door, wearing a get swole, you must, Star Wars Yoda tank top, board shorts, pink sunglasses, and a backwards Chicago Bulls snapback. Johnny said lifting buddy went into a lot of detail about his wardrobe for this. Some scrawny white guy in his mid-30s opens the door. Lifting Buddy holds out the papers and asks for the person in the paper's name. Hey Dad, somebody's here to see you. He has documents. Lifting Buddy lets himself in, finds the old man in the study. Who are you? Notices the papers. Whoa, where did you get that? Old man tries to grab at the papers. Lifting Buddy punches the old man in the face. Dentures fly out. Says it was like some shit out of a movie. Crouches in his face and sets the old man straight, Sherlock Holmes style. Guy's son runs in and jumps on Lifting Buddy's back. Lifting Buddy stops mid-sentence, lets the guy down, then gut punches him until he hobbles out of the room and pukes in the hallway. Tells the old man to set shit right or he'll be back for blood. Leaves. Fast forward a couple of days. Various cars outside of Lifting Buddy's house. Thinks the old man brought some friends and grabs his pull-up bar. Walks outside in his tank top and house shorts. Various families are thanking him and giving him home-cooked foods. Thank him for getting his grandparents' properties back. The documents were apparently deeds swindled by the old man. Families say the whole, we'll never forget you, Spiel, and leave. Friend looks into the Tupperware. Nothing but calories and carbs. Cookies, briskets, gumbo. Throws it all away and goes back to lifting in his weight room. See old man's name in the news a few days later. Apparently he was hated by the community for being a dick. Somehow only heard about him now. News doesn't disclose how he died. Don't know if it was from lifting buddy doing more damage than he thought, or ghosts getting their revenge, or natural causes. Hasn't had any paranormal problems since then, except for one. Says he went to the kitchen for a late night, non-cheating snack, and he saw full body apparitions. They smiled at him. Says he grabbed an apple, head nodded while taking a bite, and walked away back to his bedroom. He stopped halfway and turns around. Holy fuck, you guys were real? Spirits fade while smiling. Lifting Buddy goes to sleep. <laughs>